The following is an exclusive presentation of Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. You can paint this with purple. Now live from the Pirate Radio studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Hello and welcome into a free beer Monday edition of Pirate Radio Live. You heard me correct. More details on that in just a moment. Welcome in to the program. Clip Brock here inside the Pirate Radio studios coming to you today on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. We are on... 1250 930. You can find us online, pr927fm.com, and watch the show on Facebook Live and on YouTube. You can chime in there, be a part of the program with your questions, comments, concerns, and otherwise. So check us out there and check out today's program with myself and Ellery in studio to kick things off. Shirley Rhodes, Chandler Honeycutt producing and we will jump inside the players' lounge here on a Monday and talk to the Pirate players coming off a loss to Cincinnati, but also finding out their bowl fate heading to Annapolis, to the Military Bowl. So we'll talk to the guys about that. Here's the schedule at 4 o'clock. Rajay Harris and DJ Ford. You'll hear from those guys at around 425. Tyler Sneed, Pirate wide receiver, will join us at 445-ish. It'll be Bruce Bivens and Xavier Smith, a couple of guys on the defensive side of the ball. Holt Naylor's Pirate quarterback, will be on at 5 o'clock. That'll be live. And also C.J. Johnson live in the 5 o'clock hour at 530. So the uh, full cast and crew of players joining us on the Players' Lounge today here on a Monday. We'll also check in with former high school offensive lineman Brian Bailey coming up at 3.30. So, uh, Is that his new title? Well, it's the Players' Lounge, so he was a player. LRB, when's the last time you played an organized sport? An organized sport? It might have been when Pirate Radio sponsored a softball team, <laughs> maybe like 15 years Oh, you years were on ago. a uh, wiffle ball championship team. Yeah, that was a, maybe wiffle ball was after softball. So probably an, an actual organized sport where like someone winning and losing mattered, that was probably wiffle ball. All right. So he's a former athlete. Of course, Shirley, softball Shirley, her exploits on the softball field well documented and we have former long snapper chandler honeycutt here as well uh who uh it was it was pretty close to being an east carolina pirate right chandler let's talk about it real quick you uh you went to the camps you talked to the coaches yeah what pirate coach was whining and dining you uh it was um Uh, kurt doll Kurt Dahl. It's and really kind of how we met Chandler. I mean, I'm, I was through Twitter. I, he, he he tweeted, "Blessed not to receive an offer from ECU football," and so we told him to come. <laughs> we told him to come on down to Pirate Radio and intern yeah. with us. Yeah, but uh, I had some great relationships with uh, you know some guys, some special assistants, some assistants to Kurt Dahl, and then obviously I got to meet and talk to Kurt Dahl at the 2015 Ruffin McNeil Specialist Camp. Uh, got to meet Ruff and take a picture with him. I actually went to a couple of Ruff's uh, specialist camp. One was ran by former long snapper Wilson Rayner back in the – Who's uh, now an umpire. He umps uh, ECU games and from time the, to time. And then the other one was ran by former uh, long snapper for the Pirates, uh, Charlie Coggins. And um, and I also got to get some personal lessons from Charlie, too. And Charlie's a great guy. But uh, So they said you were special, but just not quite special enough. Well, no. Then Ruff got fired, and then all that staff went away. And uh, so then I had to rekindle my, uh, a relationship 
well, not rekindle, but like start up a new relationship with uh, Shannon Moore. So uh, I found yeah. out Scotty Montgomery got hired, and then I was like, all right, I, you know, I'm ready to see who. And now I'm a big Pirate fan, so I'm like, I want to know who the offensive coordinator is. You know, that turned out to be Tony Peterson. And then the de- defensive coordinator ended up being Kenwick Thompson. I'm like, all right, who's going to be the special teams coordinator? I need to find that out. And it ended up being Shannon Moore. So I got up with Shannon Moore, and finally he emailed me back. He was like, hey, we'd love for you to try to walk on. Uh, really don't have any spots right now, but you can come out and try to walk on. Probably Scotty Montgomery staff's most egregious mistake, not having Chandler Honeycutt as part of the team. Yeah, would not give Chandler Honeycutt or Kurt Benkirk the time of day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's two, and look where they two, are now. Yeah, I One's mean, with the Packers, one's with Pirate Radio. Yeah. Hey, look. But, you know, and I went out there and I thought, and I had a pretty good uh, tryout. It was in November, so it was really cold. Um, but uh, Did I that make you more me. of a short snapper? <laughs> Wait. What kind of joke are you going with there? Yeah, no, to... that, he, that he wasn't a very good long snapper. <laughs> he couldn't get it all the way back, wow. back to the punter. Sounds like a Troy D joke. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, early in the 3 o'clock Hell hour me. here. Jeez. Free beer Monday. <laughs> oh, that's right. Uh, we will be giving away some Bush Light Apple Limited Edition coming up in the 5 o'clock hour along with a large two-topping pizza to Domino's. So we know it's in the booty bag today. The question is, can you win it? Yeah, let's just finish, Chandler finish up. It was cold in November. Yeah, it was cold in November. That story's not I, over yet? No, but then I... Then <laughs> Holy I, Well, crap. you asked me about it. I know, and this is my mistake, folks. I apologize. Not a long snapper, but a anyway, long story I found out. <laughs> I, I found out in January that I would not make the spring roster, but uh, a dream did come true. I'm working at Pirate Radio, so... Very good. Right. Well, now we're good. We can move on. All right. Um, you going to hear about Shirley's softball career? Or? I think we got other things to talk about at this moment. We'll get to that later. Let's, All right. Let's, we got to save I don't even of- know where to start, really. I mean, there is so much going on, so much in the news, so much in the rumor mill. Here, here's where I want to start. We can start with a question from uh, W.J. O'Connor. Okay, go over there. Is there any validity to the Houston rumors on Virginia Tech and Duke? Well, what is the, what is the rumor like that they may be interested in Mike Houston? yeah i mean sure absolutely i mean and here's my thing here you know here's what i was thinking about today i was trying to put everything in perspective of how the world really is just gone mad again and or you could say it's really back to normal 12 months ago clip rock and even though it's november we'll just pretend it's december uh you know college athletic departments and ad's (laughs) and everybody were finishing up 2020 broke no money and just, you know, just doesn't, you know, the world, their world has just been crushed. Yeah. One year later, <laughs> they're drunk again, spending money like they have always had it, and uh, firing coaches with big buyouts or, you know, buy, paying buyouts to get coaches at other schools and just coming up with these astronomical numbers of like, all right, what do you think we can? You know, would ninety six million be that? Would that be a good number to get such and such? Or you know, I mean, we hadn't even heard the Lincoln Riley number yet. I mean, would does what? What if we offered him fifteen million a year? I mean, it's just like they just grab money. It's like guys in, in athletics like went to rehab, got clean, and now they're back. You know, drinking double handled bourbon bottles, <laughs> just drunk, spending money. Like there's so much for like this COVID casualty of no fans. No money, all this, and now that oh. you know, boosters and athletic directors are like, well, whatever it takes, let, let's be relevant. Let's pay 
Coach O at LSU, $19 million to go away. $4.5 million buyout for Oklahoma at LSU. I mean, uh, Lincoln Riley. Hey, stroke the check and then pay him whatever you want because we need to make USC relevant. The whole thing. And then it's just now the answer to this guy's question on Facebook are they kicking the tires on my. I think every, everybody, you know, everybody, every coach in America has their tires out and want to get kicked. Because that's going to kick right back into their wallet one way or another. Yeah, and, and a lot of it is obviously about the money. It's also about timing. And we were talking about the Oklahoma opening a moment ago with Chandler. And I saw a, a tweet that said Matt Rule's name is a potential candidate for Oklahoma. And, and Chandler and all the Panthers fans are saying, yes, please take him. And you want to make that move before you get fired, right? So it might make sense for Matt Rule to do that. But every uh one man's trash is another man's treasure and another man's treasure there's a bigger treasure on the other side nobody seems like nobody is ever satisfied where they are lrb which i I mean for these coaches they're they're working their way up to something they're working their way up to the the biggest job the biggest uh dollar amount they can get so uh the reality is no no job nobody is ever satisfied and and i was re-listening to the fifth quarter the encore we were playing this morning and the and the you know, a few callers that called in and say, well, East Carolina's got to step up and do whatever it takes to keep Mike Houston. It's like, there, there is no whatever it takes. It's kind of, I mean, to me... There's what, a ceiling for for everything. When is the madness of it all going to stop? I mean, Lincoln Riley's the first Oklahoma coach to since like 1946 to leave without like retiring or going to the NFL, to leave for another college program. I mean, it's just, there's stepping stones because there's someone out there willing and crazy enough to write a bigger check no matter where you are. And uh, look, and I and I don't want Mike Houston to leave. I think he's done a heck of a job turning the program around, getting it to a winning season. But I mean, it's like, at what point, like, here's got to be the level of where East Carolina athletics can financially pay a football coach. And, and here's the expectations, like, once we pay you this, here's our expectations of where we are. And I think seven and five is a good season, but I don't know. Is seven and five where the the problem what, is? Like, where is the bar of what your expectations are? East Carolina, they can do that, but they'd be the only school doing it. You can't do that alone, you know, because again, the guy next door is going to offer you more money. Like, you would have to have some type of collusion where all these schools get together and say, and and Ellerby's leading at the head of the table, saying, "All right, enough of the madness. Stop," you know. But at some point, like East Carolina can't be like, "All right, let's let's just uh, all right, will three million work for you, Mike Houston? Will you will you promise to stay another thirty days?" I mean, it's like they just pull these magical numbers out of the air, and then it's like, then it doesn't then it doesn't ever work out. It's like at some point, East Carolina's got to say, "All right, the max we can ever do is going to be." Two million or whatever. Let's just throw a number out there. And with that two million dollars, we're hoping that Mike Houston is playing in a conference championship game. And then, and then if he gets another opportunity, then he gets to go. And then we're going to promote from within, or we have our next guy ready to go. I mean, it's just you got to reach a, a wall at some point. Uh, Steve and I go uh, talk to John Gilbert today, and we plan to talk to John Gilbert coming up on Thursday's edition of Pirate Radio Live. But I go said. Uh, here was his tweet about an hour ago. Athletics director John Gilbert said he's been in discussions with Mike Houston the last few weeks about an extension and a raise for him and his staff. And then I go put up a quote that said, quote, we're still in those discussions. We're getting on a final resting spot, but I feel really good where we're at, end quote. So 
they're going to pony up uh, some more money and years for Mike Houston. So, I mean, here's the whole thing. Oklahoma just ponying up more money <laughs> in an extension yeah. for, for Lincoln Riley. It doesn't matter. Correct. It's like, hey, just give them a one. You know, They already get bonuses for going to bowl games and all this other stuff. But for those that say we need to pony up, East Carolina, John Gilbert and company are trying to do their part, obviously, to keep Houston here. But at the end of the day, does it really matter? At, at the end of the day, is that the best scenario for East Carolina or is ponying up getting the fans and program to put their money towards an indoor practice facility? Is that the be- is that the better use of money? Are you saying this money's coming from? No, I'm just saying like it, look, everybody ah. says we need this, we need that. Like I'm, I just at some point, I'm not saying it, it's just a weird. It's not even a business because there's so much crazy money out there. Like at what point, like if you're if unless unless you got the right amount of mega boosters or whoever to help fund everything, but if you have that, I mean, it seems to me that. All you hear is East Carolina needs an indoor practice facility. East Carolina, but like instead you start, you say you give how much over hundreds of thousands of dollars are we going to invest? And and I'm not saying you got to invest in the people too, but at some point they're not the loyalty in working back on either way. And you don't no. want to you don't want to invest, but so much either because you may hate that coach twelve months from now. By the way. 12, 12 months from now, as you know, Clip, you could be doing the fifth quarter call-in show after Thanksgiving, and no one like maybe a single coach on this coaching staff. 12 months from now, I could be at Wolfpack Radio 92.7. Yeah, you could If they uh, offer me more money, and I'll be doing all this crap and yeah. talking about Jim Valvano. And Promoting Debbie Yao on the program on Thursday, although she's not the AD anymore. <laughs> Big just, Deb. Just because you love little Deb now. <laughs> we'll talk about our past transgressions. Yes. <laughs> so, nah, look... It, it doesn't you're right about the the dollar signs and the contract years because at this point you really got to look at it as this everything's year to year right yes, i mean that's what if, i'm saying if you don't all these coaches are full of crap lincoln riley's full of crap everybody that leaves is full of crap so enough of no extensions don't do any extensions that put you in a bigger payout if you want to give some some more money right now saying, hey, look, we got some people that want to pony up a couple hundred thousand dollars to, to thank them, that's fine. But think of the program of the big picture and say, hey, look, we, the, if we need an indoor practice facility, is that what every coach is going to come here and constantly say, which I think every coach since Pirate Radio has been ex- in existence has kind of hinted around or said yeah. we need an indoor practice facility, <clears throat> then hit the boosters up for that. Say in, in order to get the Jimmies and Joes, which are going to make the guys that do the X's and O's look good, let's invest in the program. And I'm not saying, hey, look, because the coaches are on a rental program and and, and, and they get an initial deal for four to five years, that's fine. But be weary of giving all these extensions because if they're successful after their three or four years into their contract, more than likely they're going to be gone. And that's anywhere, especially, you know, here at East Carolina. I'm not saying any breaking news, but East Carolina is always going to be a a stepping stone job. Every job is. That's not an insult because every job is at at this point. So that's just uh, the way it is. And and when when somebody has a bigger pocketbook uh, than you, your coach is always the it, trouble of being picked off and the craziness of it all is is what you just said that matt rule is being rumored to oklahoma cliff kingsbury is being rumored to oklahoma here's a guy cliff kingsbury who got fired at texas tech had a job as the offensive coordinator at usc within 48 hours but did not take it because the arizona cardinals hired him 
I mean, it's the insanity of, as you said, one person's trash is another man's treasure in this college coaching carousel. And the money, as I said, is just so drunkenly spent by college athletic directors and all these mega boosters that have all the influence on all this stuff. It's just insane to watch. And it's just insane to watch that. I mean, Mel Tucker got close to $100 million and is only like four or five games over 500. Yeah. Nick Saban has won seven national titles and is making like $200,000 more than Mel Tucker right now. Dabo Sweeney's making like $6,000 more and has two... Na- I mean, so when you start scaling all this, it's like... What is, I mean, seriously, like, what is going on around here? It, it is absolutely insane. And what the, the madness that I, that I started the, this talk about beginning was like 12 months ago, every athletic department in the country was broke. They were asking people to take pay cuts. People weren't taking bonuses. They were trying to restructure things. They were cutting sports. LSU at one point, there was, I thought I read a story last year that they were, that their athletic department was like this, the funding of the whole state was about to go under. And now it's like 19 million to Ed O. Yep. <laughs> Check. You know, who else are we? And they're still searching. They get, they're offering people hundreds of millions of dollars to come coach in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and they can't get anybody right now. So Raleigh to USC, uh, Temple, and we we talked about this, that they had a great stretch of hiring good coaches. Their run came to an end when they hired Rod Carey. And guess what? He is gone 12 and 20 in three seasons with the Owls. And so Temple has an opening. Oklahoma has an opening. Uh, The SMU job has apparently already been filled by Rhett Lashley. The Miami offensive coordinator takes over because Sonny Dykes, and Sonny Dykes likes to move around, doesn't he? He's now at TCU after a brief stint at SMU. He went to like the John Calipari School of... uh it's kind of like uh i mean kind of like the bin laden of coaches always just try to move is stay ahead of everybody and of course eventually bin laden got caught but uh, gotta be a better example yeah maybe a better better analogy <laughs> there but i mean it's like Cali- calipari always got out at like umass and then he got out at memphis yeah. they both left him on probation and then he went to kentucky where he's got the he went to the nets somewhere in the middle yeah there. yeah he got he got out to the nets i mean it's just they, they just the, i mean it's look and i'm not blaming these coaches they're playing no. that they're playing the craps game they're like time to move casinos <laughs> the table's getting cool over here at the, at the caesars we better go over to the bellagio i mean that's why i have trouble like saying anything negative about players that leave too like if, if everybody's doing it then everybody's doing it yeah but at some point when are the fans are going to be like what the i mean like they're just going to start scratch i mean at some point there's going to be some sort of pushback from fans where they're going to be like well, so, if the players and coaches are evolving, eh, fans are fickle too. Are changing every year, and I mean, it really comes down to winning, is what I mean, is what it comes yeah, down yeah. to. And, and that's why, you, like I said, you got to look at it year to year. Like, how'd you do this year? Because next year could be completely different with a completely different coach and players and all that. Which is why I've always said, like, hey, look, just put a dollar figure on what a win is worth at East Carolina, what it's worth at Alabama, and pay that. Go ten and two. You get paid X number of dollars for the ten. Get get a nice base salary, and then and then go from there. Your but sports it, utopia will never, will never come to fruition, though, Ellerby. Uh, look, I know that college football is just madness. And then on top of it all, you really only have ten teams that can win a national championship. Yeah. Well, yeah. 
but but now that everything's so year, I mean, Cincinnati was not one of those ten teams in the conversation, and they still may not be. <laughs> and now that I say that, they're probably not. Yeah. Alabama beats Georgia, and Cincinnati season is over when it comes to the playoff. And know. Oklahoma State wins, <laughs> and Michigan wins. You're already taking them out of the equation. Yes, if if, if Alabama somehow beats Georgia, which I don't think is going to happen, nah. that that pushes someone else because two SEC teams are in. From a, I find the funny and everything scenario, I would love somehow Notre Dame creep up ahead of Cincinnati. Now that wouldn't that even be- though Cincinnati beat them. Could you see that happening? Yeah, I could see them doing that. Just just and say Notre Dame played a tougher schedule. And- Lee Corso thinks so. It would be like the the runner up from Miss Virginia <laughs> winning Miss Universe over Miss North Carolina. You know, like it's like it's crazy. It's it, the whole thing makes no. It's like it's what you think of like. Well, work hard and uh, the best team will win if you if you go out and let it all out on the field. It Jonathan uh, Jonathan says that Jonathan is talking about Ellerby's talking about a Randy Edsel incentive laden contract. Ten thousand dollars for every touchdown, twenty five hundred for every no, sack. No. Uh, Randy Edsel would get like if you get two first downs in the second quarter, you get a bonus. He yeah. had the weirdest contract of all time. I, I, I'm straight up wins. I ain't breaking it down on touchdowns w's. and stuff. I mean that's that's insane. You know, straight up W's. You should start your own league. It would be a tough lick. <laughs> it would be. <laughs> it would. It would have. A, it would be a simple rules league. You win, you get paid. You win, you advance. Yeah. It's. 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 You know. You, you. It's. It's not that hard. It's. It's black and white. Wins and losses, <laughs> and go from there. I mean, it's. It's just. But good for. I mean, like I said, great for Lincoln Riley. I thought it was a great move. He went to USC. I, I think. It's. Uh, I think. He saw the writing on the wall of that maybe he had taken Oklahoma as far. He had this quarterback controversy this year. A bit uh, cowardly. Would you look at it that way? Which I mean, it's fine. How can you say it's cowardly if that's what everybody does in this day and age? Everybody's a coward. I mean, either way, you're a ca- everybody does it. Are but. you coward? Or are you, as I said, I mean, was was Ron Rivera? I mean, because he, I mean, he got fired at the Panthers. Yeah. So I mean, like, if you get fired, you're not a coward. You're uh, what a loser, yeah. And so you're either a coward or a loser, unless unless what? No, 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 no. Unless no, you no. stay at one place like Nick Saban and just which he hasn't really stayed at one place either. Well, Sonny Dykes is not in the. He's in a separate category. So what is he? What is his category? I, I don't know. But gypsy, <laughs> <laughs> a, tra- a vagabond. Um, no, he didn't want to play the SEC. So he's going to go out. I mean, that is an easier place to win, Southern Cal. You can't deny that. Right. I mean, if you go, I mean, it's like if you went to Los Angeles where there's no sports radio. I'm not saying it's not smart, but you can be a smart coward. You can be a dumb hero. You can be, you can, it's not just one or the other. Yeah, but I mean, USC's won national titles. They have. Smart move to go out there. And, and, you know, maybe he's like, you know what? Pete Carroll left USC and went to, the uh, National Football League, and maybe that's where he he wants. You know, he's Sean McVay, hot young coach out with the with the Rams that uh, everybody talks about. You know, running that offense. Maybe he gets out in Los Angeles too, starts showcasing the uh, the uh, offense he likes to run in the Coliseum, and then then in three or four years, he's in the National Football League. By the way, Pete Carroll, the Seattle Seahawks have the longest active winning season streak in the NFL at nine years. 
and that is in some major jeopardy this year and the washington football team could put the death knell in it tonight on monday night football Mm. sidebar and I'm back in, and I'm really nervous. You back on the football team? Yeah, this is. They've, uh, they've got you emotionally <laughs> engaged again. Yep, I'm excited. If they win, this is how bad the NFL is, Ellery. If they win, they would be on the seven line. They'd be in the playoffs if they started next week. That's how bad the NFL is, <laughs> or how crazy, how whatever word you want to use. If Washington wins tonight, they would be on the seven line for the playoffs. Craziness. Anyway, sorry, you mentioned Pete Carroll. All right, um, so Mike Houston, is he the coach uh, in the bowl game and to start 2022? So here, you want to throw another crazy scenario? What if he does get the Virginia Tech job, East Carolina plays Virginia Tech against Mike Houston in the military bowl? Have you thought about that? I have. It was brought up earlier today. And you know what? Let's go Let's go completely insane. Okay. Let's have, no, let's have Houston in the uh, – what color are they? Is it burgundy? What yeah, do they call mar- their maroon? Red? They're maroon and orange. And he's over there on that sideline with the glasses, and he's coaching against East Carolina about uh, 20, 30 but, days from now. But would he coach, or would it be? No, the, or, hell no. Or would it? Would it be? Or would it be the obnoxious coach interview during the bowl games where you're trying to watch your bowl? Oh game? yeah, like and, when we did uh, played Florida. They yes. talked to Jim McElwain for like an entire quarter. Right, it was insane. Uh, I'd probably be like that, but. That would be something. So you'd have like Donnie Kirkpatrick coaching against some VT assistant. Something to that effect. Well, they already have an interim coach at VT. So the the guy that's a former player there took over for who uh, our former offensive line coach Brad Davis. Brad Davis coaching who LSU and their bowl game. He's bounced around. Yeah. Bounced around good. Yeah, he. Now, I mean, he's an assistant coach that moved a lot. I saw another former Pirate assistant that was here with Riley Dennis Simmons. He apparently made the private plane yes. out to USC. Oh, I knew that was going to happen. I knew that was going to happen. I, I don't think Lincoln Riley was going to get off the airplane without him. He gets did, a lot of TV time. Yes. He's around Lincoln a lot. Did I see something about Lincoln's brother Garrett, who was at SMU? Was He's he going at, to TCU with Sonny Dykes because uh, he was his offensive, offensive coordinator. coordinator. Okay. As, as I believe that former ECU assistant. I believe Brad that's assistant. been. I yeah. believe that's been uh, reported. This is our first show too since uh, Skip Holtz has a. Uh, Yes. Uh, well, an open a, and the weird and what is he unemployment? Have? Yeah, <laughs> coward, loser, coward. <laughs> no, he's, he's, he's a, a loser. loser. Well, Troy said he was a loser because he was still in Conference USA. <laughs> that now, was well documented. Now, That's where the success lies for him. When you can't even coach there, what what do you call it? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, Skip Holt. What happens to uh, Joe Sloan, our well, buddy there? He's a report to be one of the head coaching candidates if you read certain things. Good, good for him. So. They fire Skip, but yet they're going to hire his offensive coordinator. Interesting stuff. We have to, uh, at some point today, play the call. From, do you need to get out of here, Ellery? No, I'm good right now. There's like, you want to hear a four-minute call real quick? A four-minute call? Three, uh, three and a half, four minutes. Well, well if it's yeah. three and a half, yes. If we've, that's we've, shorter than Chandler's story. <laughs> <laughs> we've talked about crazy and insane. Listen to this call. All right, and the setup for it is perfect. Shirley, do you have it? It's, uh, what is it, Mike? Is that his name? Mike in South Carolina from the fifth quarter on Friday night. And Sean on the Facebook live chat asked a good question. He said, where are all the drunk callers? I don't know. We've had some pretty responsible callers tonight. So I think far. we would have had more drunk callers or angry. I well, I, th- I think just, well, I think that kind of goes hand in hand. Usually doesn't. Well, Not all the time. Are you a fun drunk or a oh, no, I'm angry a, drunk? I'm a fun drunk, but I know a lot of angry drunks. Uh, but I think had it been a seven o'clock start time, remember it could have been a three thirty or a yeah. seven o'clock. I think the seven o'clock is usually when you have more of the 
the drunk dialing maybe mike's drunk mike joins us in south carolina drunk mike. <laughs> mike how you doing man hey how are y'all doing i'm not drunk but i've definitely had a couple of bud lights tonight so i'm feeling pretty good ain't no doubt about that there good. you go good to hear i would like to know when are we going to stop making excuses for mike houston like obviously we had a little moral victory today rah rah we almost beat cincinnati but like I got to know, Skip Holtz is unemployed. Why can't we give him a call at this point? You know? Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Are you sure? You want to fire Mike Houston Wait, and bring no, in Skip Holtz? No, no, no. That's not what I I want to ask him. Mike, are you sure you're not drunk? I'm, I'm sure. Okay. I'm a little buzzed. I'm a little, <laughs> we've had a little bit of libations today. Why are we firing Mike Houston? Next Friday. The what? turkey soaked up the majority of it. But I'm just saying, like, like Skip Holtz, he's, he's a good coach. He's out there. I, Mike Houston, he got punked by App State to start the year. He got punked today. He almost lost to Charleston Southern. I think we've been riding nuts all year between him and Holton. I, I maybe <laughs> I say he's available. I mean, good grief, Mike! He was seven and five this year after all the losing that went on here, and you're you're, you're ready to fire Mike this, Houston. And this is this is year he lost that. This is eight. year three and on the verge of eight wins. So I don't yeah. see the justification of firing Houston. But when did we reset our expectations? When Russ was here, we would beat Virginia Tech. We'd beat Mike. We would be good every single year. And now it's like. Now now we reset the expectations, Mike. Right. Because yeah. we can't. Like, we went, what, three wins, three wins, three wins all those years. We had low expectations. Now the expectations are raising because they won seven games this year. So now is when we set our expectations higher. Okay, Bubba, here's my question for you. If we don't win seven games next year, let's say we win five and we lose to the Wolf Puppies, is that does Mike Houston get a break still? Or are we are we kind of like no? Then you're open for discussion. I, I mean, God, man, are you are you serious? Have you not watched Pirate football the last seven years? I have, I have, and that that's that's the thing though. Is like it's like when I was when I was younger, before I was legal drinking age. We could we we would be we would be good teams when Shane Carter was there when when Justin Hardy was there. It's like okay, we won seven games. We've had a good year. Like we can't we can't be like oh well he's better than Scotty Montgomery. I mean my grandmother was better than Scotty Montgomery if we threw her out there to coach a football team. So I mean I'm just saying maybe maybe the firing is not this year, but like no, there's no maybe, dummy. Of course it's not this year, Mike. <laughs> we just found. What are you talking about? We just found my favorite uh, fifth quarter call in show moment, Mike. Year, just come now. on. What did you think we were going to do this year? Go undefeated? I don't know. I thought we would have beat App State. Okay, that was like four months ago. Are you still not over that loss? <laughs> <laughs> We've had a lot of football between now and then. Cincinnati. We put up 14 points against the state. I thought we were going to cover. I thought we would at least. Uh, how much money did you lose today? And great teams covered. And, and, and by, while we're at it, Holton needs to go. I understand. <laughs> like, he's the shadow AD. He's running things like Jeff Copper used to back in the day. Oh, my God. It needs to go. That, that's my opinion. We got to stop riding the hometown kids nuts. Someone said that earlier in the year, and they were nothing but right. That must have been you, and you're, like, shining a light on yourself, Mike. <laughs> well done. All right. Thank you for at least entertaining us tonight. There's Mike in South Carolina, 7-5. and five. Get Mike Houston the hell out of here. What yeah. the hell was that? That was Mike in South Carolina. Bring back Skip Holt. Oh, yeah. my God. Oh, you're one of those nut riders over there? Huh? Yeah, exactly. All right. Leonard <laughs> is up in Greenville next. Mike in South Carolina, LRB, and... I don't. Sometimes it was that a real call or was he being funny? He sounded pretty real to me. Um, 
I think do people some of, really think that kind of stuff in their brains? I think some of it he was thinking it. I think a lot of the the Bud Light was talking for him, and uh, maybe oh. maybe he was thinking some of the things that he said out loud that he really probably would not want to say <laughs> in front of like a dead sober lunch with a group of guys sitting around a table before he'd get asked to leave, just oh. like get laughed at. But uh, worst case scenario, it sounds like. We could hire his grandmother and win at least four or five games because he she she would be better than Scotty Montgomery who could only win three games. Yeah. So we got that going for us as a backup plan. I don't know where she would rank on John Gilbert's list. If Mike's grandma could get us four wins, the players themselves could probably win two or three. We could potentially be back in another bowl. Bowling with grandma? <laughs> I mean, Sister Jean did wonders up at Chicago Loyola, yeah. whatever. I mean, what if we had Mike's grandma? What a story that would be. Oh, my God. I have been thinking since Friday if that call was real or not. I mean, I... I so where, where do you stand? <clears throat> I think it's real. I think this guy actually thinks this way. I mean, I don't know, but the, the, the think, setup uh, for this was hilarious because yeah. we were wanting to... You know, we were like, where's the drunk callers? And then also, uh, we had a listener who commented on Facebook earlier in the broadcast, and we had just pointed it out. Uh, he asked Clip and Billy what their favorite moment was from the quarter <laughs> yeah. this year. It was almost and like this a, might be one of the best. It was almost like it was a setup. I promise you folks, it was not. Somebody asked around the same time, where are the drunk callers, and what's your favorite fifth quarter moment? And then that was our very next call. Well, same to make thing, some magic. Same thing happened to me. I couldn't log into my bank account today, and by the time I stay on hold for five minutes to kind of like change my password with them, like I hit send and it works magically. So it's like you ask and you need help, and sometimes you just there's a gift. Some of those things just line up in the uh, the universe. Element. Yeah, want, say it again. You want the Washington football team to win again tonight to to make you emotionally more engaged with them. I I don't know if I can read this on the air, but uh, I will. (laughs) (laughs) Read it. Be careful. Yeah. Wait, did it get deleted? Is it Mike? I just read it. It's gone now. Somebody send a a message and then delete it on Facebook Live. It was kind of funny. Uh, All right. Anyway, Ellery, thanks for hanging out. Yeah. uh, I hope you uh, feel better. You really talked it out today. Yeah, I got a lot off my chest here. You were emotional today. Thank the you. problem is nothing's going to change, so everybody's going to be like this forever. So, Yeah, let's just, uh, as I said, broke in 2020, college athletics, drunk again in 2021. <laughs> broke, you know? broke to woke. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is it is insane. Let's go spend money we don't so have. Is this how you are when the coaching carousel comes out at the end of November? Because <laughs> if that's the case, I cannot wait for the end of November for the rest of time. It is. I mean, it's like the world's changed. It's like, you know, you know, Mullen down at Florida goes to the SEC championship last year, fired before the last I game this year. I thought about that. You know Hunter I mean? and uh, it was like, Mom, Dad's acting crazy again. Oh, it's the end of November. <laughs> the end of November. <laughs> Coaching carousel's going on. I just, I'm just watching amazement of, of, of people that, I mean, it's like politicians. That's why people don't like politicians. They just lie, you know, like, I know. Oh, we're, we're right to your face. We're broke. We need this. We're there. The, the world's coming to an end. And the next thing you know, <clears> it's like, Flying around the world, spending money like drunken sailors. Let's get a break in. Here's the thing I couldn't read. Chris on Facebook Live says, Mike is his grandmother's nut rider. So, just <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Chris, for that. Let's uh, take a break. We'll come back. Brian Bailey joins us when we return on Pirate Radio Live on a free beer Monday. Back with you after this.
listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference at Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now let's head back in to uh, PRL. Here is your host, Clip Brock. All righty, back with you here on Pirate Radio Live. We'll open up the Players' Lounge beginning at 4 o'clock. Rajay Harris, DJ Ford. Also in the 4 o'clock hour, Tyler Sneed, Bruce Bivens, Xavier Smith at 5 o'clock. We'll talk to Holden Aylers at 5.30, CJ Johnson. So we'll get the Pirates' take on what happened on the field against Cincinnati, but also their birth to the Military Bowl and looking back at this 2021 regular season as a whole. Right now, we'll head out to the Fixed NC Live Line. Great edition of the Brian Bailey Show earlier today, if you missed it, as he talked Liberty Bowl and some high school football. Congratulations to Will Bland and the J.H. Rose Rampants on advancing uh, to the Eastern Finals coming up on Friday. We'll dive into that and more right now with Double B. Bailey, how you doing, man? Hey, did you say Liberty Bowl? I did, and I meant Military Bowl. I may have said it a couple of times. <laughs> as soon as you said it, I was like, yeah. Oh, no, it's military. So I think I said it, too. But, yeah, military boy. Yep. Thank you for catching me there. And it's not the first time I've done that. So that could be a problem. The Pirates have been going there so many times over the years that I don't know why that gets stuck in my head. Military Bowl is the bowl they'll be going to, Bailey. Well, you know, and, and the logos, I mean, the Liberty Bell was with the um, with the Liberty Bowl, obviously. And then the old logo for the Military Bowl was the Capitol building, I think, wasn't it? Or the White House? One of the Thank you for uh, making me not sound as dumb, even though I am, Bailey. I'm not dumb like some Washington fans. No, you're not. not dumb at all. By the way, we'll dive into some NFL later, Chandler. I'm not dumb like some Cowboy fans. Thank you for that. We're far enough removed from Thanksgiving. I do want to ask you a question in all sincerity, Bailey. I'm not picking on your team. Your team is still going to win the NFC East. They're fine. This is a legit question because you – have a relationship with Robert Jones and the Jones family. You're, you know, Zay, all the, all the family. He has his best game as a pro, right? Uh, the other day against Dallas. So, uh, what are you thinking when that's going on against your team? I was obviously very glad for, for Zay, but it was one of those deals. I was so caught up with how many penalties that the Cowboys were committing, and some of the ones, you know, I like could argue with with the officials, but the interference calls. I just don't understand a defensive back, whether they're playing Pop Warner or NFL football, but you're taught, and I'm a slow, fat guy who can't cover anybody, but if I could cover somebody, and as soon as you think the ball's in the air, you got to turn. you got to turn your head. And that just that got me. I was so riled up about all that on Thanksgiving that I didn't worry about anything else. But I was proud of Zay. Zay, Zay needs a couple of you – know, all he needs is a chance. I think he's a very good player, and I was glad for Robert and everybody. And uh, I think that was that was a positive from Thanksgiving. Yeah, uh, Mike McCarthy does need to show him how to line up, too, properly. They had a few of those on uh, Thursday. Now I am making fun of your team. We don't have to worry about that this week because Coach McCarthy has COVID. Oh, that was an inside job. Who put up a false positive test so McCarthy wouldn't coach this week? Was that Kellen Moore? Was it Dak? Jerry Jones? Yeah, off the snide. (laughs) Anyway, all right, let's get on to the important stuff. Uh, Pat uh, said she, uh, he or she is just tuning in. 
and wants to know uh mike houston to duke what is up with those rumors we'll go ahead and throw in virginia tech too what if anything bailey are you hearing about mike houston and these other schools potentially uh wanting to talk to him well as we said on on the radio on my radio show this today at noon uh i did send coach houston these things are so touchy because you know it's it's the coach's business what he wants to do but it's our business you know, to, to get the story. And it's my business to try to get it first. And you try to, you know, you try to digest through everything you, you can go through. And it's like a cesspool out there of information because a lot of it's just totally wrong. So you're trying to, to get the best information you can. Uh, the only definitive thing that I do know is that Coach said he was going to address it on his coach's show tonight. So that means that he's going to say something. And, and I joked about it, you know, at, at noon that he's obviously not going to take another job on his own coach's show. So... That would be a first. That would uh, that would be interesting if he uh, is talking to uh, what uh, Jeff Charles, I guess, who's hosting the, uh, and says, "Well, I, I've decided to uh, take the Virginia Tech job," and then there's like 30 minutes left to go in the show. Like, what do they do the rest of the time? Yeah, that would be a true drop the mic. <laughs> <laughs> and we'd be dropping mike as well uh if that were the case uh but no bailey so uh it's just one of those things it means east carolina's had some success and pirates going seven and five this year and uh we'll talk to the players coming up later on today but having talked to a few of those guys already they really felt like that they belonged on the field with cincinnati and as i pointed out you take away the second quarter which you can't do because it's part of the game but Dang, Bailey, if there was no second quarter, East Carolina might have won that game on Friday. And this has been such an intriguing season because you look at, at so many of the games. So if you take if you look at, at the, all the positives in the games and look at could you have won this one, could you have won that one, could you have won that one, you can make an argument that you could have won a whole lot of those games. But then if you look at the other side, well, we could have lost this. We there's a whole lot of – the Pirates could have lost as well. So I think it evened up 7-5. and five. You know, I think the guys do think that they – they had a chance to be better than that, but I think it's you know just a chance to come back next year with a with a veteran team. You know, this is a young football team right now, and, and you don't lose all that much. You do lose a couple of key spots, but and, and depending on what all happens, who all does come back. But I think it's uh, it's a bright future for East Carolina, and that's as you said, one of the reasons that people talk to coaches like Mike Houston because he's been successful in the past and. This team is trending in the right direction at seven and five and heading to a bowl game. So. Randy on Facebook Live says, "When I hear Duke, I just ask why it's a basketball school." Well, my first answer would be money, and my second answer would be money. Uh, if if somebody's willing to pay you more money, there's also some ego that goes along with it that says, "Well, I can I can turn this around. I can do this." And I think about ECU basketball with that, Bailey. You talk to these coaches when they come in. I remember you telling me about. I think the Pirates like won like four in a row or something with Jeff Lebo and and you were like, man, this is uh, this is great. Uh, we, we don't see this winning a lot. And he's like, well, we haven't done anything. And you're like, trust me, you've done something. You know, some of these guys just don't. They think that they can kind of change the the whole dynamic of where they are, and that's why they go to some of these places that aren't traditional winners because they're getting more money, and they think they can be the guy to turn it around. So there's a lot of reasons. Coaches are going to listen to all the opportunities out there as they should. Yeah, and, and that's you know that's all well and good. And you look at these coaches. I mean, if you look at Coach Houston this year, I mean, at one point people were you know in the mess sports are trying to write him off. Yeah, and, yeah, and, you know. Just think if the if the Memphis and the Navy game, which were both won on the last play of the game, yeah. if they go the other direction, 
fire chalk going to a bowl and nobody stopping to go choose it. Man, it is a fine line, isn't it, Bailey? It's the, very, it's the finest of lines. <laughs> you're all, you're exactly right. Double B, Brian Bailey joining us. Bailey, what did you think when uh, Lincoln skipped da- uh, town and got on a private jet overnight and headed to USC? You know, that's one of those things because I know Lincoln just well enough that I could talk to him and ask him questions, you know, like, like you know, what – this, I, I would like to, not that I can do it. I can't call him on the phone until I answer the phone or anything, but I'm saying I'd like to just sit down with him and say, all right, run this by me. I mean, you're making this, these many millions in Oklahoma. You know, why go to USC? Why, why do it? I really thought in my gut that he would stay at Oklahoma until he went to the pros. And I thought, and I think he wasn't going to go to the pros for a Jacksonville Jaguar job. He was going to go for one of the elite jobs. And I think that, that, that I thought that anyway, and but that's not going to be the case. I guess he's going to go to USC for at least you know you got to think he's going to go for two or three years and then go from there. But uh, I don't know. I, I was really shocked when it was USC because I thought LSU is still the SEC. You know, I'm sure there's going to be lots of millions, and but and I really didn't think that was going to happen. I really thought my theory was he'll stay at Oklahoma until he goes to the NFL. But they didn't happen. And I said earlier today, I'm shocked that people are still shocked when uh, coaches make these moves. And then you said, I'm shocked that I'm shocked. Everybody's shocked. Yeah. <laughs> but it just happens. So it's, we talked about it with Ellerby a moment ago. It's almost like you just need to, I don't know, as a fan, what do you do? You just worry about this season because you don't know what it's going to look like uh, a year from now. And you, so many examples of that uh, can be the case. So. And, and you look at a job like Virginia Tech. I mean, I mean, they obviously have a rabid fan base. You know, they're really into their football. And if you go there and have great success, then, then and everybody says just this job is a stepping stone. You know, we we just saw that Oklahoma was a stepping stone for some. So any job can be a stepping stone. But on the other side, you know, Justin Fuentes he goes to, to Virginia Tech after a great run at Memphis, with all kinds of wins, and he couldn't get it done. And so you know. And people say, well, you make enough money to be set for life. Well, these coaches, they want to be set for life. A, but they also you know, want to continue their careers. They want to set their own legacy. Yeah, but got to strike while the iron's hot. And, and you you never you always feel like the grass is greener if you're in that situation. I mean, look at Skip Holtz and where he is. You know, he went to South. He's been fired from his last two jobs, Bailey, after leaving East Carolina. Well, that's exactly right. And, huh. you know, you got to think, and I don't know how much money East Carolina has, but at the worst-case scenario, what Coach Houston's going to do out of this thing is get a nice raise, if, if they can. Yeah. I'm sure some boat, uh, you know, some donor somewhere will be able to, to ante up. And, and and obviously, you turn the program into a winning team this year, and, and you deserve <clears throat> the problem. Yeah, and uh, it would be a tough time to lose them because we finally got this thing on the right track. And seven wins in 2021, somebody asked on the fifth quarter, at, at what point do we raise expectations? Well, now's the time because we're seeing these wins. And I was thinking about it, Bailey. You go into next year, the preseason polls uh, for the AAC, Cincinnati at, and Luke Fickle might still be there, and then they'll be one and all. But Dylan Gabriel is transferring. Sonny Dykes left SMU for TCU. You could see us. The Pirates might be top three, Bailey, in the polls next year. I said the same thing this weekend to somebody. I said they could be picked. I said as high as third, you know, with what you just said and some of the things that just happened, maybe as high as second. And that would be that would be truly something. I mean, and they, but, but look at this year. They came oh so close to being able to play in that championship game. 
All right, I've just been notified that my cliche game is on point today, so I'll work on that and stop saying that you win some, you lose some, and all the cliches. So I'm sorry. <laughs> Bailey, as a longtime sports broadcaster, you know how important cliches are to get through a uh, a show, right? We all try not to use them, and we all use them anyway. Hi, hey, I'm, I'm like the girl with the curl, Bailey. Exactly. Well, who knew it was Longfellow, by the way? I looked it up. <laughs> Bailey, uh, thanks for joining us, man. Once again, you can check out the Brian Bailey Show, all the info uh, you need on the military bowl, some cool stuff there. And then Will Bland keeps getting it done. Where's that game? Uh, Rose or Jacksonville on Friday? 730 at Rose. Rose right. is the higher seed. Remember, they played uh, earlier this season in a great game, 28-21. So uh, it, should be, it should be outstanding. Great atmosphere. And uh, it's a, a great time of the year when you continue to win and continue to get those games. Yes, sir. Uh, another great. This is a this is a Baileyism. If you're practicing on Thanksgiving, you had a good season. You always say. I hadn't heard you say that this year, Bailey. You always say that. Well, I'm trying to stay away from cliches. <laughs> All right. I'm just kidding. BB, let's go. Uh, Washington football team tonight. Big one. Let's get a W. Yeah. I always root for the silver team when they play the Washington football team. So, go Seahawks. All right. Bailey's a big Russell Wilson NC State guy. You heard it here first. There you go. (laughs) See you, Bailey. All right. There's Brian Bailey. Let's take a timeout. We'll wrap up this hour. Um, I'll talk about uh, Max Scherzer when I get back. And you know what? I hate I'm going to waste time on such a non-story. But I'm talking about Max Scherzer going to the Mets when I get back because I got some thoughts on it. So we'll do I'd that. I'd love to Who hear cares? your thoughts. Who cares? You're right, Chandler. And I'll tell you why you shouldn't care. And this is the biggest nothing burger ever when we return after this. Listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at University Sportswear ENC.com. Now back to the show. Welcome back. University PC Care has been Pirate Nation's go to IT expert since 2006. University PC Care are the local tech support experts for any of your business needs. Let University PC Care take care of it so you can take care of business. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here's Clip Rock. Alrighty, back with you here. We'll wrap up the hour and get to the Players Lounge. <clears throat> Rajay Harris, DJ Ford coming up. Also later on in the show, you'll hear from Tyler Sneed, Bruce Bivens, Xavier Smith, Holt Nailers, and CJ Johnson. Um, but real quick as we wrap up this hour, um, news today. And it is news. It should be reported that yeah. that Max Scherzer signed a three-year, one hundred and thirty million dollar contract Boy. with the New York Metropolitans, and that forty-three point three three million average annual salary sets a record, surpassing Garrett Cole's contract with the New York Yankees. Max Scherzer, thirty-seven years old, the oldest player in MLB history to sign a one hundred million dollar contract. Can still hum it. Definitely. He's a great, he's a, a fantastic pitcher. And that's fine. 
that's fine but where but I, how pointless is this deal where i lose my my junk is when the, people bring the braves into it what do the braves have to do with this why is this i was a victim of that this morning you were and i'm sorry chandler i took it out on you when you were like oh max oh boy you i said man he's he's coming back to the nl east and he's not a gnat so we'll both have to face him and, and boy did you <laughs> let me have it <laughs> who cares why should i as a braves fan care about this let's do a little segment chandler called remind me remind me where max scherzer played before he went to the dodgers the nationals yeah remind me how many nl east uh titles the braves have in a row five well four or five is it four or five you said five this morning i think it might be four but it's four or five remind me who he played for last year the dodgers remind me who the braves beat in the nlcs that would be the Dodgers. remind me who couldn't pitch in the nlcs because he had a boo-boo max scherzer why do i care about all this do you want to hear some other numbers chandler i'm sure you do sure you want to hear his numbers against the braves recently let me hear it as to why any of us should care about this as a max scherzer one and three with a era over five in his past seven starts versus the braves uh he is 10 and nine not great uh three eight nine era in 28 career games versus atlanta he has one postseason start four and six in those past 15 starts. He, he sounds like an average pitcher he is not he is a great pitcher but he's going to the Mets, so he's going to have an injury. He'll probably be out for like all of May and June with something. Once you put on the Mets jersey, you get hurt. That is just scientific fact. This has, this is nothing. This is a giant nothing burger. Good for the Mets and for their fans for signing a player. Go out and buy MLB The Show and play with him on a video game where he can't get hurt because that's the only way this is going to mean anything. The Braves are still going to run the NL East like they always do. The Mets are going to be talked up in the offseason as they always do. Who did they sign? Uh, was it Marte? Starling Marte they got the other day? And I, and maybe it's just idiots like Mike in South Carolina who are like, uh-oh, Braves runs coming to it. Give me a freaking break. This is all nothing. This is offseason nonsense garbage. It does not matter at all. Once they start playing real baseball, this is a giant nothing burger. If you disagree with me, come back to me next baseball season. The Mets will, they they might make a wild card. That would be fun. And hey, maybe he'll be healthy enough to start that one wild card game they play. But this is nothing. This is a blip, not even a blip on the baseball radar. Max Scherzer to the Mets. Nobody should care. You shouldn't care. I don't care. Why do you care? I don't anymore. Good. You shouldn't care. I'm I am raising awareness that you should not care about this. And I have only three precious hours a day to talk. And I have wasted time talking about this giant nothing burger. I'm so glad I'm in the AL East. <laughs> this move it, it makes uh But it means nothing. It means nothing, Shirley. Oh, it means nothing, but you guys are getting so worked up over it, and I'm just enjoying the the. the I'm getting worked up and people getting worked up. You know. I'm not worked up until people got worked up. Well, this nothing burger is rather tasty. I'm just saying. It's nothing. There's been a lot of action (laughs) 
There's been a lot of movement and action in the MLB in the past couple of days, especially today. I've seen a lot of news of players going and you know moving around. Good input. Jonathan says forty three point three million a year for a thirty seven year old pitcher who ended the season with a dead arm. I'm not saying Max Scherzer is still not a good pitcher. He could win another Cy Young. He's a great pitcher. But as far as what this matters for postseason, for the NL East, for somehow the Mets being better than the Braves, I can barely say it without laughing. This is nothing. Zero. Mike Houston said it best when he was asked about how much he's talking about a bowl game. None. Zero. Zero. (laughs) None. Zesty. It does not matter. None. All right. Zero. Let's take a break. We'll come back. This has been your segment about a nothing burger. This has been emotional nothing burgers. (laughs) When we return, the Braves will still be World Series champions and the Mets will still suck forever. Man, I tell you what, Ellerby started the show off hot. This past segment was hot with uh, his emotions. Look, I'm an old man. I'm, I'm a 40. The offseason doesn't matter anymore. All your drafts, all your acquisitions. What? Show me results during the season. That's what I care about. And I will not be tricked again. And you Mets and Phillies fans should not get tricked again. You do this crap every offseason. I see uh, p- uh, projections for the regular season. They'll start coming out in like February and March. Watch how many of those have the Mets and the Phillies ahead of the Braves. Well, who was it? It, is it was last year, the shortstop. You're it idiots. Was, uh, Lindor. It was Francisco sa- Lindor. It was the same way with him. How'd that go? Bryce Hooper went to the Phillies. Hooper. Bryce Harper had to leave Washington for Washington to win a World Series. It's just nothing. Nothing burgers. All right, we'll be back after this. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference in Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Greenville Utilities Neighbor to Neighbor Program provides help for those who need temporary assistance with their utility costs, and you can make a difference. Your tax-deductible donation can be added to your GUC bill each month, or you can make a one-time donation, and GUC will match all donations donations up to $20,000 each year. Consider helping a neighbor with GUC's Neighbor to Neighbor program. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Brock. Alrighty, back with you here on Pirate Radio Live. About time to step into the Players Lounge. Uh, before we do, real quick, going off that uh, last segment we had, just wanted to look it up. The Braves have won four in a row. Four division crowns in a row. Also wanted to point out that the New York Mets have been in the NL East since 1969. Uh, the Braves joined the NL East in 94, which I guess that was the season there was no uh, World Series. So I guess 95, their first full year. Um, so the Mets have been there since 69, Braves since 95, basically. Uh, the Braves have won 16 division titles. The Mets have won six. So. Just point that out. Hmm. 
Just some numbers. I I'm a numbers what, guy. I'm you're a right. Facts good guy, pointer. A stats guy. I'm a good pointer. You're a good pointer. It is a stat to consider. Consider that stat. And consider that stat when you start to consider. Start to make your projections for the 2022 season that won't even happen. If, if, I, ever, if I ever need somebody to point something out, I'm going to get Clip Brock. Shut up, man, he's a good pointer. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Let's get to the players' lounge. What are you? Who are you? Oh, he is such a foul <laughs> mood now. Oh, we you're just you're Mister Cocky all of a sudden. You better watch it, man. He's a tad bit salty. We hadn't even brought up Cam Newton stats from yesterday because I got a lot of Superman to do around here. If you want me to, in oh fact, sure. Oh, Shirley is that would be. Up. Oh God, they are two a time, well, baby. Well, are least, you? Nah, I tell you what it is. It's Waddle time. Waddle is a beast. <sighs> Shirley, you should waddle around the studio. <laughs> Chandler, you need to relax, You're getting buddy. cocky, man. I don't like My it. My team won the World I, Series. I, I don't like cocky clip. My team, I'm so used to uh, being bad. My and team's humble? sucking. Yeah. that I. It's time to celebrate. My alma mater's going to a bowl. My baseball team won the World Series. My NFL team with a win tonight could jump into a playoff. Whatever. You know what? No. You know what? good for you i'm happy your team sucks you know what now now i know how you feel and have felt for the past what five six years maybe more than that are you gonna so when i finally win another world series in a super bowl or you know uh and the pirates go to a bowl game uh, in the the same year did you say another super bowl or well didn't you experience the super bowl in your life i have it no sir yeah you used the word another that's why I was questioning it. You've never had a Super Bowl. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I mean, when I win a Super Bowl. Okay, all right. You used the word another. And I didn't mean to. And I'm, and a, good, I'm a good pointer. I'm a good pointer. <laughs> you pointed it out. You're a good pointer. All right, we're going to move on from this, I promise. But do you want to say Cam stats or do I need to look them up? No, you, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead, dude. Cam, Just go ahead. Cam Newton yesterday. Five for 21. <laughs> Holy crap. Is this real? This ain't real. It is real, dude. Five of 21. So that's for people that don't understand. Five completions to 21. He threw the ball 21 times. Yeah. yeah. Five of those were caught by a Panthers player. Yeah. Okay. Did you watch the game? I did not. I listened to some of Mick Mixon's call uh, okay. on the way to Raleigh. Did all right did anybody out there who talks crap about this guy don't get me wrong he sucked yesterday yes he did absolutely look at the stats i want you to actually watch a panther game i want you to go through what i go through every single sunday with this offensive line that does it that has no protection for the quarterback they put pj walker in there and he sacked three times in four plays Chandler. This offensive line sucks. We had the wide receivers. Even DJ Moore, who is a considered our number one receiver on this offense, was dropping balls. You have Robbie Anderson, who's been dropping balls all year. I mean, look, every, when I tell you this, every single phase of the football game for the Panthers sucked yesterday. That it is, sucked. That is a lot of balls that are being dropped. Yeah, I know. I'm going to use the old phrase I heard growing up. I don't know if this is uh, PC today, but I wouldn't watch the Panthers with Stevie Wonder's eyes. 
That's brutal. Cam Newton had 92 passing yards, two interceptions, no touchdowns. Uh, real quick, let's go to the Fixed and See Live line. Mike Mullis is hanging on. What's up, Molly? Hey, Cliff. I really, I really didn't want to talk to you, Chandler. I remember the first game back from Cam, and I run into Chandler, and he is giddy as a schoolgirl. And he's so excited that he goes, Molly, he's back. I said, yeah, I saw He was game. back. That's a fact. He, that, that's he, a fact. Touchdown and a pass, a passing touchdown. He, I'm telling you, Chandler, as soon as I saw that performance, I really couldn't wait. I really <laughs> couldn't wait to speak to you about it. He's got six <laughs> touchdowns in three games. And more, more, almost that many interceptions, too, but I, I – I also wanted to to offer my condolences because I do like Chandler, and I got a chance to meet his dad, and that kind of draws me a little closer. But McCaffrey out for the season too. Oh, it's done, Molly. It's done. It's over. It's over. I know it's over. Are you calling into this radio show to tell me it's over? I know it's over. No, I just you know what, man. I I uh, I wish you the best. <laughs> Thanks, Molly. That means a lot coming from Molly. Thanks, that means a lot. Chandler, I wish you I wish you the best. <laughs> Molly, let's uh we'll get you on later this week for a segment. Yeah, we'll we'll catch up when we have more time. All right, Molly. See you, Molly. Bye. <laughs> that was great. Oh, That's the man. guy who I wanted to hear from at that time. I tell you what. I tell you, you got, what. I, we gotta get to the players lounge. And you pointed that out. Good point. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's hear from Rajay Harris and DJ Ford. They dropped by the Pirate Radio Studios earlier today. All right, back inside the Players' Lounge on a Monday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Got East Carolina running back Rajay Harris and Pirate Safety DJ Ford here. Guys, how we doing today? Great. Good, good. Good to see you all. Congratulations. Uh, you got the news that you'll be heading to the Military Bowl, and that is uh, that's some big news. Pirates going to a bowl game for the first time since 2014. So uh, you, you don't get the result you want against Cincinnati, but shortly after that, you find out where you're headed. So what were those feelings like? You're coming off a loss, but you get that, that big kind of shot in the arm with the Military Bowl invite. Um. The emotions were a little all over the place, you know, obviously upset after taking a loss to Cincinnati. Um, we felt like we had a chance, you know what I'm saying? We didn't take take advantage of that opportunity, but it is exciting to get to go to a bowl game. Like you said, first time in a long time, so we're fired up. Rajay, what were you thinking when you, uh, you you heard that news? You knew you were going to a bowl, you just didn't know where yet, so what do you yeah, think about I the military mean, I bowl? I was sitting Coach um, uh, Mr. Gilbert. Um, when we got the news or whatever, so I was kind of looking at his paper, but I couldn't really, I couldn't really see anything. So when I got the news, you know, was very excited. You know, like I said, I'm really excited for like the seniors and you know the people that's that's been here, like Bruce and you know Sean Bailey, that ain't never got to experience nothing like this. So we just got to keep this going, you know, next year and the year after that, and just keep on going. I saw a tweet from Trip Weaver going into the game on Friday, and he said that. The senior spoke, and he just talked about how that is like so special to him and this team. That uh, you know, the, sometimes you hear from the coaches, and sometimes you hear from. But when you hear from guys that have been here for so long, it, it really probably stands out to you. So, what was that like here? You know, who spoke, and and what did they have to say going into that game on Friday? Uh, it was strong. Um, every senior had the chance to speak, and guys kind of took it in their own direction with what they wanted to say. 
but there were definitely some strong, heartfelt messages uh, that were shared with the team. Um, some guys shared like some of the adversity they had overcome, you know, with people like not believing in them, saying you'll never be this, never be that. Um, other guys, it was injuries, you know what I'm saying? Mm. Um, some guys just talking about how much ECU meant to them and, and how excited they were to play their last game, you know what I'm saying? So, And Rajay, those guys kind of laid the foundation. Now it's your responsibility, I guess, to keep it rolling <laughs> these next few years, right? Definitely, definitely, yeah. Um, DJ hit it right on the head, you know. They came in there with a powerful message. You know, I'm pretty sure everybody, you know, took it in and realized, you know, that we're here for a reason and we're here to, you know, accomplish good things. So, um, you know, it was a good message from everybody, you know. Audi. Audie had a really good message. He was up there for about 15 minutes. Yeah, but, uh, like 30. <laughs> he, had a, he had a good message for us, though. Uh, Warren Saber, another guy that's been around here a long time. Yeah. And <laughs> I was watching the game Friday, and it was kind of out of reach when he got his second pick. But mm-hmm. I'm sitting here like, man, I'm so happy for that guy. Like, you know, you, and, and I'm sure you guys feel the same about your teammates yeah. when they have success. But to get two picks on his final game at Dowdy Ficklin, I mean, that, yes, that's sir. pretty awesome stuff. He put the work in, man. Yeah. Like, he come to practice every day and he put it in so you know that's a bit congrats to him uh rajay something i've been wanting to talk to you about the entire year but i'm very superstitious mm-hmm. and i hate to even bring it up but <laughs> i'm gonna say it today you still got one more game but it's mm-hmm. not for a while so if something goes bad it's not my fault but ball security <laughs> your ball security has been great this year i appreciate it and uh it's something you, <laughs> that you don't want to bring up because you feel like you'll jinx it but i remember last year you would uh, get your yards. About five or six guys would try to tackle you. Tackle you. They'd hold you up, and the ball would come loose at the last second. That happened mm-hmm. a couple times. Um, but how much do you, you know? Pride do you take in that? How much do you work on that during the week? Because it certainly paid off for you this year. Uh, well, still to this day, I work on my ball security after practice or during practice. You know, it was just man. I I hated it last year. You know, after every game and before every game, I just think like I can't fumble today. So, you know, going into the offseason, I told Coach Foster, like, I need a way to hold the ball, protect the ball. So he gave me some, you know, some ideas and some some things to work on. And you know, I tried it out. And uh, Big John really helped me with my grip this offseason. That's know, great. Cut my fingers up a little bit. But, I mean, it helped. So I'm going to keep on continuing to do what I'm doing, just protect the rock. That's interesting that uh, you, you went to them for help, and it yeah. certainly paid off. DJ, how about uh, from your perspective as, as a defensive player, Sometimes it, it takes a lot for a guy to say, you know what, I'm I'm not doing this to the best of my ability. So, how much have you gone to the coaches or gone to maybe your teammates and and asked for pointers or you know or I don't know, being a senior, maybe you're given the pointers at this point. Um, it's a little bit of both actually. So I go to other guys on the team. You know what I'm saying? I ask, what do you think I'm doing well? What do you think I could do better? And especially coaches, because you always want to hear from a coach's perspective. You know, like what do you think I'm doing well? What do you think I need to work on? What do you think is my strong suit? You know what I'm saying? What do you think is my weakness? So just take those things and um, take the constructive criticism and and go work on it. Like Rajay said, before practice, during practice, after practice, whatever it may be, you know what I'm saying? But setting aside time to work on those things to better yourself. So DJ, the defense, first quarter, third quarter, and then really part of the fourth too, you know, controlled that game against Cincinnati. That's kind of the frustrating part. You felt like you were in it. When you left the field that day, did you feel like we just took on one of the best five teams in the country? Like, we could see them play. They put up some big numbers. They're really good. How about playing them on the field? Did, did they feel like they were a different opponent than maybe you've seen this year so far? Um, Not to take anything away from them, but 
we entered the game approaching Cincinnati just like we did App State, just like we did South Carolina, just like we did every other week. Yeah. So we we not we try to you know what I'm saying take a nameless, faceless approach to each game, and that's kind of how we treat them during the game as well. So, how about their defense, Rajay? Were they kind of different than what you've seen this year? Um, I mean, you know, they got a great defense. Um, you know, a strong physicality. But like DJ said, we're not going to run from them. So, you know, uh, Coach Houston said yesterday, physicality-wise, like, it was even, you know, watching film or whatever. So, uh, you know, they're the number four team, you know. But we didn't see that going into well, the game. I know you're going to answer like that because you get up <laughs> from every tackle almost like you wanted the guy to hit you harder. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, Come on. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> I love to watch you run. I especially love after the run. Definitely. And I don't know what you and that guy are saying, but there's some talking going on. Yeah, it was. Uh, <laughs> he was doing some things, but uh, it'd be all right, though. It makes it fun. It makes it fun <laughs> for us, anyway. Definitely. <laughs> uh, talking to Rajay Harris, DJ Ford here in the Pirate Radio studio. So uh, what what does your schedule look like I guess uh, for this week, uh, I guess returning to practice Thursday, is that right? Yes, sir. Uh, the coaches wanted to give us a little bit of time to get our bodies right, kind of decompress, you know what I'm saying, take a step back and just have a break, you know what I'm saying, a little <laughs> bit of a mental break, a little bit of a physical break, you know what I'm saying, and then be able to, to come back ready to roll, you know what I'm saying, locked in, ready to get right for the bowl game. It's a long time between now and December 27th, so uh, it's going to be a lot of practicing from – uh, what I gather, this is a very important time for the younger guys on the team to, yes, to get some work in. Uh, have y'all got together and gone over a plan for December, or is that to be determined at this point? Uh, he said something about it yesterday. We was going to meet up by the end of the week, and uh, he's going to give us uh, a paper with the schedule or whatever. So, you know, we're waiting on that. So, when and we get that, and that's what we'll know. What I, I believe you uh, arrive at the bowl game uh, the week before, like midweek, the 22nd, 23rd, yeah, something like something that. Like and that. Uh, They're going to have all kinds of stuff scheduled for you. should be a ball. Uh, you guys have uh, – DJ, you've been to a bowl game yes, previously, so you kind of know what to uh, expect maybe, but uh, these other guys on the team don't. So they'll probably be asking you a lot of questions here. Yeah, they have. They already <laughs> have been. <laughs> uh, a lot. <laughs> what's, the, uh, what's the best bowl game swag you've received, DJ, so far? Um, well, how many bowl games you been to? I've been to two. Okay, yes, sir. And um, I, I guess I would say just the uh, the backpacks and the uh, the jumpsuits. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you get some gear, Raja. Yeah, those are cool. I those need are that. Cool. <laughs> I need that. <laughs> and it's really cool because it has the bowl game logo on it. Yeah. As well, so and uh, they'll have all kinds of activities. Like I think um, Bryce Williams was telling us when he played, they were in Florida. And they did some kind of belly flop competition with the O linemen. <laughs> I've heard of bowling competitions, video games. Yeah, video so, games. I can do that. Ready for all of it. Okay. A- Xavier Smith claims he's like the best video game player that's ever lived. So y'all gonna have to nah, take the sticks. Lie. He's from pretty him. good. Though. <laughs> okay, pretty good. all right. Good. I, I get to him. I get to him. Pretty good. Uh, we don't know the opponent yet. We do know it's an ACC school, so that, that's exciting. DJ could be seeing some of his old friends, perhaps. Yes, uh, could be a team from Virginia, Virginia Tech, or Virginia. Do y'all look into that at all? Do you do you care? Do you speculate who that's going to be? Um, I mean, I try not to look too much into it because if you look on social media and everything, they'll tell you every team in the conference. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, true. <laughs> you hear a little bit of this, that, and everything. So I just kind of wait until I get some official news 
and then just kind of go from there. Yeah, that's probably the best way to go about it. Yeah. Also, speaking of social media and stuff floating around, Mike Houston's name's out there. I mean, it, it's <laughs> exactly. You, you you can't even be surprised at this point because it happens every off season. So I yeah. I try. And I'm I'm like you when it comes to this stuff, TJ. Just kind of sit back and wait and see what's fact and see what's just somebody putting something out there. But yes, yeah, you know, how do you handle that as a player? when you hear your coach's name is out there for job openings like what what do you guys talk about amongst yourselves um i really just don't pay no attention yeah you know so um it haven't been said in our group chats or anything with you know no coaches in there so they ain't said anything so i guess they're not worrying about it either so yeah there's been little 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 no talk about that kind of stuff yeah and uh, of course, with the transfer portal, I guess the the players are now like the coaches. You got to watch out for them. <laughs> Rajay, you'll be back next year, right? Oh yeah, most definitely. All right, I'm you said back. it right here. You got it on tape. <laughs> Good stuff. Well, uh, guys, how was your uh, your Thanksgiving? Did you guys have Thanksgiving with the team last week? We did. We had a uh, a meal together as a team before we went to the hotel on Thursday. Yeah, my mom came up here uh, Thursday. She cooked for me. Nice. And um, I ate it after the game. So, you know, I was, I was pretty full after the game. What's she, uh, what are her specialties? Ooh, mac and cheese. Uh, she cut some potato salad. Okay. Ham, turkey, some green beans, stuff like that. Man. Sounds like you had the full spread. Yes, sir. Come on, come on <laughs> uh, Rajay, I look at the, uh, the playoff standings right now. Mm-hmm. If my crappy team wins tonight against Seattle... <laughs> Washington would be the seventh seed in the playoffs. The sixth seed would be the 49ers. Yeah, man. How crazy is that? Like, that tells you how crazy the NFL is. Yeah, it is. Because pretty much everybody <laughs> is alive at this point. Um, DJ, we'll, we'll talk about your Steelers another yeah, day. That's yeah, what happened? <laughs> I don't First half, I was like, yeah, I'm turning this off. I couldn't even, I couldn't even watch it myself. <laughs> Joe Burrow, he's got him rolling there in Cincinnati. But uh, so, what is it? A lot of uh, you guys gonna watch football this Saturday or get away from it? What's your uh, your plans? I'm gonna watch it. I was gonna I say, need to. I, I, I got to tune in. Yeah, I gotta watch that. So to be Cincinnati, Houston, you've gone up against both of these teams. Do you do you want to see like Cincinnati win since they're in the league and they could be in the playoff or? Do you care? Do you root against them? You know what? What do you think? Honestly, I'm I'm just ready to. I'm excited to see the matchup and see yeah. how, how it all plays out. Yeah, two good defenses going exactly. against each other, so it's gonna be good. It's gonna yeah. be a good matchup. Good stuff. Talking to Rajay Harris and DJ Ford here in the Pirate Radio Studios, guys. We appreciate your time as always. Hopefully, we can uh, chat again soon and enjoy a little bit of time off. You guys have earned it this yes, year. Sir. Definitely. We appreciate you. Thanks for having us. All right, there is Rajay Harris and DJ Ford inside the Players' Lounge. Let's get a break in. We'll come back when we return. You'll hear what Tyler Sneed had to say. I had a chance to talk to him earlier uh, inside the Players' Lounge. The ECU wide receiver joins us when we return on Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference in Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Do you have real estate questions about buying or selling residential or commercial properties? 
Are you curious about this real estate market or do you need a property manager for rental houses? ECU alum Scott Harris with Remax and SD Harris Properties can help answer every question you have and show you a fresh, uh, stress-free real estate experience that will be memorable and enjoyable. If you have real estate questions, Scott has answers. Give him a call today at 347-1857. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Brock. All righty, back with you here on Pirate Radio Live, Players Lounge edition of PRL and a free beer Monday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Coming up in hour three, we'll be giving away a 12-pack of the limited edition Bush Light Apple, as well as a large two-topping pizza from Domino's. Clip Rock, Troy D here in the Pirate Radio studios. Troy, how you doing, man? Doing good, man. Bush Light Apple looks good. Weren't we going to do a tasting with Tony Collins one day? Yeah, just another thing you said we were going to do that we never did. Yeah, we need to do that. Oh, it's not too late, is it? Do we have any Bush Apple left? <laughs> Sitting right there in yeah, front of us. So there'll be a couple gone when you get it, but hey, so... You'll be a 10-pack. Yeah, 10-pack. No, we'll have to do that. That sounds good. How are you, man? I'm great. Have a good weekend? Good holiday? Yeah. And a uh, big ball game tonight, actually, for my team. The team. Oh, Redskins playing Monday Night Football? Yeah. Who are they playing? I wasn't paying the attention. Seattle Seahawks. And if Washington wins, they will be in the playoffs. In the hunt? If they... No. Oh, they're in above in. the hunt. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So it's going to be bad. It's all stat. Amazingly, like the Bears are one win away from being in the hunt. As bad that tells you how no, bad they're in it. the hunt. No, like legitimately, like in the mix. Okay, in the mix. That's yeah. different than in the hunt. Yeah, they got at different levels. If you're in the graphic, you're in the hunt. They That's are true. in the hunt. Yeah. If you're not the Detroit Lions right now, you're in the hunt. True. They're one win away from being above in the hunt. And one loss from being the Out Detroit of, Lions. Yes, correct. So everybody right now is in the hunt. Yeah. So. All right. Anyway. I missed, uh, did Ellerby go on a rant today? I missed uh, the open. Yeah. Some, I heard someone say that you missed Ellerby's, or did you hear Ellerby's rant? Uh, it was uh, usually I'm the one that handles the rants around here. He had some bad analogies too. You are the I handle the good analogies. Yeah. So. Well, uh, now yeah, he uh, he had Bin Laden in an analogy. Oh no, nah, don't use Bin Laden. Just don't do that. Yeah. Anytime Leave you the analogies to me. Anytime you think you're making a good point and you drop like Hitler's name yeah. or Bin Laden, you you got to find another yeah. analogy. Right. That would be my my. Advice. There's certain other things that you stay away from with analogies too, but I'm not going to get into it here. Ellerby, Clip, and myself have all had rants today, so we're ready for yours coming up at five o'clock. I, I don't feel a rant right now. I'm in a pretty good mood. I feel I'm in a good space. I'm, I, t- I'm in touch with my feelings. I think I could get you going. Well, you are so, well. You are so consistent, so that might could change. In fact, I got something that I'm gonna might get you going oh, in hour boy. three. All right. So uh, so just, what? I, oh, anyway, you didn't answer my question. What was the rant about? Uh college football, college Coaching athletics, money. Yeah. coaching carousel how college football has become how last year this time every school was broke and now we're back to the same old yeah. signing checks everything's and fixed paying now. everybody yeah and so it was a you know yeah ellerby has some issues with college athletics i think he went all 30 minutes raising his voice i think it was like all 25 he got minutes a little higher got oh, yeah. 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 yeah yeah um not that troy or maybe any of you care but the texas rangers are spending a lot of money they just logged up Corey seager on a 10 year 325 million dollar deal so Corey seager how much 10 years 325 million god that is just insane they have also For added one player john gray and who was the are other pitcher serious? they got yesterday i don't recall but uh i thought it was robbie gray Robbie Ray? Robbie Ray. Not Robbie Gray. Robbie Ray. But I, I don't know if it was him or not. But anyway, I wonder if uh, Wade Howe 
from the Wood Ducks is uh, getting. It's, did he get a raise? Because the Rangers apparently have a lot of money to spend right now. Uh, I have to I, ask him. I talked to Wade actually not too long ago about that, and there might be some things in the works for him. All right, good. Yeah. Uh, speaking, speaking of not coaching carousel, but you never know. Well, I got something. Carousel. GM carousel when he might get bounced up the next level. You know, just like coaches and players, GMs, he's done a great job with the Wood Ducks. I wouldn't be surprised if he moves up the food chain. I'm seeing stuff on Twitter, speaking of coaching carousel, that Brent Venables, the defensive coordinator at Clemson. It's a joke. Don't get caught up in that. Who did you see it from? What? This is from multiple sources. Yeah, yeah I mean, his name is trending with Oklahoma. Yeah, but there was a fake Bleacher Report web, uh, Twitter report that a lot of people But, I mean, his on. name is in the mix because, I mean, he's been there before. He's a highly talented defensive coordinator. The one that said he will be is a fake account i haven't even seen that okay yet. But, but his name is uh and yeah. there's like oklahoma former players and people that really want him to be the he, guy that, he is in the mix yeah yeah so but, but i mean he's been offered all I around the country get caught up in the fake bleacher report tweet well thank you but yeah. you know he has been targeted for years now and he hasn't you know pulled the trigger on anybody yeah. i know and, you got a little ps what is it? PTSD from Cam last weekend, so I wasn't going <clears> to... <throat> yeah, we were last weekend. I know, that, I know you're not focused. About yesterday. Well, that's what I meant. God, this days fly by. <laughs> yeah, Time, man. Isn't it crazy? Yesterday was last weekend. <laughs> Troy needs a, a rant on time. Yeah. Um, Did you like my meme I sent you? Yeah. Troy, Troy did. was he, great. He's an ri- original he's, guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> pretty funny yeah for folks that didn't get a chance to see it which would that would be everyone else besides <laughs> shirley clip and chandler uh it was a picture of cam newton with i'm back and then it's underneath it on the bench with him sitting on the bench Da-doo. yeah it's pretty funny good stuff that, that was good all right uh john moody says that i hear troy needs to rant uh, a rant subject subject how about lack of history in the football stadium and or concessions i gotta i gotta rant troy I don't know if John Moody is a P1 listener anymore. Because you know what he said to me? He tweeted to me this weekend. Uh What's that? John uh, went back and watched the ECU basketball game. Mm -hmm. By the way, Tristan Newton, buzzer beater. Pirates win. Pirates win. I'm going to read John's tweet from this weekend. Just watched the game since I missed it yesterday. Cy has the team in the Sweet 16. I'm off the Cy bandwagon. Not every team is a good team. He called ODU a good team coming here Tuesday. No, absolutely not. John, if you're off the Cy Seymour train, I'm off your train. Like, forever. And he said, I started the day off wrong. He hasn't sincerely apologized for it. But if John Moody's off the Cy train, I don't want to deal with you as a human being. I'm not off the Cy train. But I do wonder, has Cy ever seen... A basketball team that wasn't good. He's saying, like, compared to us, like, if uh, we had a team out there, Coppin State would would kick our ass. <laughs> so they're good in that regard. I just meant, has Cy ever seen a basketball team, just a team, that was not good? I don't know. I can't answer and that. And if so, would he ever say it publicly? I don't know, and I can't answer that. Like, I wonder in his head if he goes, ooh, they're not a good team, but I'm never going to say it. <laughs> or if he never even has seen one. Everyone's could be good. Cy will be joining us Tuesday on the show. Should I ask him, has he ever seen a bad team? I, I mean, it, it really, here's a good <laughs> trivia question. Who's more positive when it comes to ECU stuff? Cy Seymour or big guy Matt Maloney? You, could I, have, you know what? 
Who is more positive between those guys, or who is less positive? I don't know, but I think in this world, too much positivity is a good thing. I've got a rant for you, Uh, and we could talk about this in the 5 o'clock hour, but your thoughts on a former chancellor. No! Stop! Stop! That's that. We're, we're gonna get there that. in the five o'clock hour. Yeah, okay. we're saving that. That's the Does rant. That have to do with the Twitter <laughs> <laughs> tweet. That's all I'm gonna say. All right, save it for the show. This is not I, the show. There's plenty to rant, rant about. No, it, there's, there's been there's a lot of restraint thing. by me lately. Let me just say that. But let me credit Pirate Nation, who has gone unfiltered and unplugged, and done an amazing job. By the way. Cecil Staten. Sometimes Twitter does its job. Cecil Staten with the all-time troll tweet. <laughs> See, we've debated this now, and I don't want to get too sidetracked because we're going to save this, for, but we may not have as much time at the 5 o'clock hour. I think, you think he was doing it as a troll. I don't think he knows how to troll. I think he's genuinely just trying to take credit for things. Yes. He put a picture up of him and John Gilbert and Mike Houston and took credit for uh, his part in bringing Mike Houston here yeah. to, uh, to East Carolina. <laughs> Which... Honestly, the funniest part of that are the responses. The responses have been unbelievable. And I know a lot of people that have been blocked now by him that the good stuff is you can't even see anymore because he's blocked them so it comes off the page. Yeah, but I can see it. What do you mean? Yeah, yeah, you can't. You haven't been blocked. I know. I'm saying I know some people that have put... But I should. I can read what they've put. Right, but some of them that when he's blocked them, it then takes it off his page is what I'm saying. Some of the responses are not there anymore. Okay. I'll give you an example off the air of a few people that have been blocked. Yeah, but they... But this... So if you... If like you... If that... If I block you on Twitter, anything you try and tweet me doesn't show up on that tweet. Yeah, but somebody else can read it. So I should be able to read all the tweets. Wow. I don't think you're understanding what I'm saying. I don't think you're understanding what I'm saying. <laughs> I don't think I understand anything that you guys right. have just said. What the hell's going on around here? And here's Tyler Sneed inside the Players Lounge. Uh, let's hear from the ECU wide receiver. I had a chance to talk to him earlier today on the Fixed NC Live Line. Tyler Sneed inside the Players Lounge. All right, let's head out to the Fixed NC Live Line. We'll roll on here on the Players Lounge on Pirate Radio Live. ECU wide receiver Tyler Sneed joins us today on the Fixed NC Live Line. Tyler, how you doing today, man? Good. How you doing? Doing great. And I guess uh, get a few days off here. I was talking to uh, some of your teammates earlier, Rajay and DJ, and uh, said you guys won't return to the practice fields until Thursday. So you get to rest the uh, the body and the mind a little bit these next few days, I guess. Yes, sir. Uh, got a couple days off. Uh, I'm fortunate enough to have all online classes, so uh, I came back home to Raleigh, only like an hour away. So I'm just spending my time with my family right now. That's good. That's a good thing as uh, we get here at the end of the year. And this is new for you, Tyler. You've been around this football program for a few years now. And uh, the past few years, when you end that 12th game, that last regular season game, that's it. So uh, a different mindset for you this year. How excited are you to be uh, playing in the military bowl coming up next month? Very excited. Very excited to make a bowl. Uh, You know, I've been waiting on that since 2018 when I first got here. But um, definitely excited to get more football time too you know just love the sport love practice love being around all my teammates and those guys so uh definitely excited to get a whole nother month basically with those guys tyler uh do you have you looked at the potential opponents nothing official yet you've got you know it's going to be an acc team we've heard you know north carolina virginia virginia tech bc uh just about all of them so uh anybody you want to play in particular or you, you say bring it on whoever it is 
Yeah, I mean, ACC is ACC. All those teams are good. Uh, all those teams would be a good opponent for us. So I'm kind of I'm, I'm ready for whoever. I'm excited to play whoever. It doesn't really matter to me. But, um, yeah, I mean, those are the same teams we heard uh, whenever we first got the uh, – or got the drop that we were going there. So, uh, no, I'm, I'm excited to see who we play. Tyler, uh, you leave the field on Friday and you lose to, uh, you know, the top five, top four Cincinnati Bearcats. You had six catches, 91 yards in the game. When you, I don't, I know going into the game, you looked at them as just another team. And in that first quarter, you were beating that team and, and you know, had some chances to, to win the game on Friday. But when you left the field, did they feel any different to you than another team you played this year, being that they are uh, potentially going to play in the college football playoff? Like, did they feel maybe better than other teams you had faced this this season? I mean, yeah, they're they're a really good team, and they're they're going to be in the playoffs because of that. And you know, they're ranked number four for a reason. So it was, it was definitely a big game for us. We knew what we were getting into, uh, and we knew we couldn't really make a lot of mistakes um, because they they're a good team and they capitalize off those. And uh, I think we just made one too many um, mistakes during that game that kind of got it away from us. But, um, I mean, they're all fixable, and we watched that on film, and we saw that. And uh, so, I mean, definitely still felt like we we had a chance in that game. But, no, they are a very good team, and, and they played that way. As you can see, uh, Tyler, this fan base is excited for what you guys are doing right now and, and where this program is heading, and that'll be shown with the crowd at the Military Bowl in Annapolis. Should be a lot of purple and gold there, but how about when you, you come out on the field on Friday, and you've been in some of these post-Thanksgiving games, and the students are gone, and uh, not a great atmosphere in years past, but it was uh, it was rocking and rolling, the purple gold chant. I mean, that had to fire you guys up, and I don't know, maybe that had something to do with the, the strong first quarter uh, that you guys had. Definitely, definitely. You know, we walked out there, and even at the Pirate Walk before, uh, yeah. there was a lot of people there, and we were all, I mean, just seeing that, we all kind of knew what it was going to be like at the game, and uh, then you get there, and you run out of the tunnel, and you see purple and gold everywhere, so... No, definitely a great feeling. Definitely got us hyped up. And I think that did play a factor in our first quarter and how well we played. Um, but, you know, it's a four-quarter game, and we just got to do better playing that whole game. Tyler Snead joining us. Tyler, as a, a fan of football, and you, you do this with your Dallas Cowboys. You look at the schedule probably before the year and say, well, then again, you think they're going to win every game. But, you know, <laughs> win here, maybe lose here, that kind of stuff. As a player on a team – Going into the year, did you set goals for the team? I'm sure you do individually, but you know, seven and five. How does that feel uh, that season for you in 2021? How do you feel? Is that did you meet a goal? Did you exceed a goal? You know, how, how do you feel about the regular season? Uh, I felt good. I felt really good about it. Um, you know, when, whenever you look at the schedule first, you know, I look at it and I always think we're going undefeated. I think we have the, the opportunity to beat every team on the schedule. Um, I think we have the ability to do that. So that's that's kind of how I am. I, I go into every game thinking we're winning. I think we're going 12-0. But, uh, you know, we we didn't go 12-0, went 7-5, and and that's good. Uh, made a bowl game, which was a team goal, um, a big goal for us. You know, that hasn't happened since 2014. So uh, definitely happy with where we ended. But, uh, you know, we got one more. So eight better than seven. And Tyler, I'll go way back here. I I was very impressed with you and uh, both you and Rajay after the first two losses of the season. You were here in studio, and 
I, I just kind of worry because I've seen teams in the past they bust their tails all off season, kind of putting all the eggs into that first game, and you guys lost to App State, and then you you lost another uh, close one against South Carolina. And I'm asking you guys questions like, you know, how, how do you move forward? And I remember you saying that just gives us more motivation. Like, that gives us more to work on. And uh, so kudos to you guys for sticking with it because, uh, you know, you had opportunities, even in the game against Marshall, uh, you had opportunities to kind of fold up shop. But uh, you guys fought the whole way through, and uh, it's paid off with this bowl trip for you guys. Yes, sir. And, you know, it's it's a long season, and we knew that going in. And you, you can't let the first one, two games define you. And I think those games were learning experiences for us. You know, App State and South Carolina, both those teams are really good. So, uh, you know, App State playing with them and then playing with South Carolina all the way until the end. Um, definitely, even though there are losses, I feel like they gave us confidence boosters because those are two very good teams, and we stuck right there with them. So, you know – just going off that and then the team you know there's no quitting that team and all those guys will tell you you know they're ready to go they're ready to win and uh i think we just pulled through the rest of the season and we got it done yeah and and you're right about saying they're good teams app state south carolina marshall uh ucf houston memphis cincinnati like uh, almost the majority almost all your schedule is going to a bowl game this year and now tyler what you've done is also said we're one of those good teams east carolina is now looked at as one of those teams so when you kind of look back on it man you guys did play a, a tough schedule this year yeah it did play a tough schedule and we were in a lot of close games i mean it felt like everyone was a nail biter um so I mean, all those teams going to bowls. You said at UCF, Houston, uh, two top teams in the conference, and we went in overtime with one of them who's playing in the conference championship. And then UCF's a good team. We lost to the last second. So, um, yeah, tough schedule all around. But, you know, we we knew the schedule going in, and we knew we were a good team. You know, we we kept saying it all last season, uh, how we ended 2020, the COVID year, with uh, SMU, that big win. And we just felt like, that was that was starting to change, and that was a big game for us. And you know, just to backpack or piggyback off that one and come to this season and finish it like this uh, feels good. Tyler, long ways uh, between now and December twenty seventh, so uh, some time to rest, some time to practice, and then you'll uh, eventually find out who your opponent is. But bowl games, you, you tend to to kind of break some things out we haven't seen this year. Uh, we have seen you throwing the ball quite a bit, but. I'm going to go ahead and make a prediction, and I'll ask you, do you think you'll be uh, throwing a pass in the bowl game coming up next month? Uh, I definitely think we'll put put some plays in for it. <laughs> um, if we get to it, I don't know, but nah, I wouldn't be surprised if we did, if we're calling, calling all crazy stuff. I'm going to say you do. In fact, in East Carolina's last bowl win, I believe it was Cam Worthy threw a touchdown pass to Shane Carden, so I think we're going to see some trickeration coming up. Uh, when the Pirates go back to Annapolis. And Tyler, uh, I had DJ Ford on earlier. He's been in a couple of bowl games, so he knows um, about all the activities and the swag and all that stuff. He said some guys have already been asking him questions about it, but uh, this will be your first time. So you'll uh, make the trip the week before to Washington, D.C. I heard the executive director earlier on the Brian Bailey show say that you're, uh, where you guys will be staying is like a couple blocks from the White House. So you got a lot of cool stuff coming up, man. I know you guys are uh, are fired up for it. Yes, sir. Really excited. And they told us we were staying right by the White House, which is cool, and just everything down there. So, you know, we go a week before. I don't know how our schedule will look because, I mean, I haven't been to one. I'll probably have to ask DJ about it. <laughs> but, uh, no, I'm really excited to 
to go visit that and stay there for a week and just do the do the whole bowl experience. Tyler, uh, Rajay said his mom uh, visited and cooked him some Thanksgiving, so you're back home now. Uh, I guess, did you have Thanksgiving as a team, and, and are you able to enjoy some of your family's cooking now uh, after Thanksgiving? Oh, yeah, we had Thanksgiving as a team. We uh, practiced that morning, and then they had catered in some food for us for Thanksgiving. We all ate together, so that was nice. But, uh, yeah, my mom's side of the family had Thanksgiving on Thanksgiving Day, and then my dad's side had it last night. Actually. Nice. And so came home and got a good plate and uh yeah, i'm probably closer to 175 180 right now so. <laughs> you got plenty of time to work that off uh, if you need to between now and the bowl game uh tyler uh thanks for joining us today man we appreciate it and uh hopefully we can get you back in studio here soon yes sir appreciate you guys having me there is tyler snee joined us earlier today on the fixed nc live line inside the players lounge and great attitude on him as they uh, head into a bowl game and what an awesome season that young man's had you know i mean just absolutely great performance <laughs> he's had a great career yeah and if he wants it he's got two years left playing here i know too. it's and crazy I, uh, hopefully he will yeah not want it all right um we need to get a break in yeah we have some unfinished business though all right what's the unfinished business the stuff we were talking about a second ago did you want to clear like hold on hit cut the music charlie so what do we need to clarify well the the stuff on the tweet what i was saying you could the cecil tweet you can't see all the responses but you can't see some of the responses if people have been blocked there are a few that are missing because those people have been blocked so they come off all right troy was right about the tweet steve okay he wanted to get that out also troy uh we want to make sure i give you credit you were the uh because i saw you tweeting at harold varner yeah, on harold, uh friday harold said we win harold said you, you heard, heard it here first. first i said technically you heard it there second so i want to give troy the credit for being wrong first about ecu beating well, cincinnati technically i was right what i meant to say is we will win the first quarter is where i was going with that and i realized i left off the first quarter and that in fact we did win the first quarter clip three nothing so you were first to be wrong <laughs> we won the first quarter correct yeah but and you I said did, we I, would beat cincinnati right and i should have left it at that we but you did win the first quarter you wanted it, to make sure you even went as far as know, to got, tweet harold varner the I third know. that no i'm first yeah i was the to first be to wrong about this prediction. right he's in second get in line buddy you're the second <laughs> when in reality wrong. i'm sure somebody has said he's you will beat cincinnati maybe but we put it out there on twitter first so <laughs> <laughs> we put it in riding clip nobody has ever it's wanted, real when it's in writing nobody's ever wanted to be wrong about something as much as troy was <laughs> on friday so congrats yeah. you were first i know i really and I, look a few things happen here or there we could be a different outcome didn't happen no nope. it didn't happen didn't but happen. It, it could have happened it didn't and it should have and you were first <laughs> all right let's take a break uh we'll come we won back. the first quarter we won a bunch of quarters as I'm i talking said about over Cincinnati. if there wasn't a second quarter of that game east carolina would have won yes second right in the game right then but uh you heard it here first yes you did <laughs> all right we'll uh take a break come back holton aylers joins us yes we return you'll hear him first coming up next <laughs> all right we're back with you after this
You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Carolina Caliber has the area's largest selection for outdoor shooting sports and accessories and is one of the top firearm dealers anywhere. At Carolina Caliber, they have everything you need for hunting, home defense, and personal protection, including a wide variety for ladies and youth. They will buy, sell, and trade. Carolina Caliber, locally owned and operated since 1960 on Fire Tower Road in Winterville. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Brock. Alrighty, back with you on PRL Hour Number 3. Stay tuned. we got a great giveaway for you today. Free Beer Monday. we got a limited edition Bush Light Apple 12-pack for you. And a large two-topping pizza from Domino's. We'll be giving that away later on this hour. Clip Rock, Troy D. here in the Pirate Radio Studios. And the quarterback of the Pirates, Holden Naylor, is joining us today on the Pirate Radio Players Lounge. And Holden, welcome back to the program. How you doing today, man? Doing good, guys. Thanks for having me. Yes, sir. Thank you for your time. Holden, uh, ask some of your teammates this. I'll ask you, too. And, and Cincinnati was getting after you on Friday. Uh, they are potentially, if they can beat Houston and nothing crazy happens, we'll be playing for a national championship in the college football playoffs. So when you left, I know going into the game, you, you, they're just another team. When you come out of that game, does it feel like you played an elite team, a top four team, or did it feel like you played just another opponent? Yeah, I mean, this is a couple years now playing Cincinnati. So we knew going in that, I mean, they had some elite guys on the outside. Um, and, and I mean, we knew going in that they were as good as advertised, and they were. I mean, they, they got some guys that will be playing in the NFL for 10 years. I mean, they, some of their guys on defense were, were studs and some of the best guys we've played all year. But at the same time, I mean, I, I do feel like we could have played better and made it. I mean, going into the fourth quarter, it was – I mean, if we scored there instead of getting the field goal blocked and scored, I mean, that's a huge turn of events in the game. It makes it way closer than it ended up being. So um, I, I think they can make a run for it. I do think that. Um, but at the same time, I felt like we could have competed a little bit better. So, uh, uh, Holton, this Troy, some of their guys were absolutely huge when it comes to size. Uh, you, you know, you've taken some tough hits this season. You've bounced back and you've uh, remained injury-free. doesn't mean that you're not hurting or you haven't, uh, you know, taken some bruises, but you, you definitely have uh, been able to perform the entire season. Which game, are, are they? The, was that some of the toughest hits you've taken against Cincinnati or was there another team that maybe was even harder than that? Shoot, you know, I, I probably got more banged up after the Houston game um, than any of the other games this year. Um, just right off the bat, um, you know, maybe South Carolina, you know, got through a little bit more. But other than that, I mean, yeah, they did get after get after it pretty well. But we knew going in, I mean, they have a top four defense for a reason. I mean, they're they're top four in the nation pretty much in every category, including the playoff rankings for a reason. So um, we knew going in it was going to be a tough matchup. But, I mean, you know, hats off to them. You know, going into it, we did say, I mean, we had nothing to lose and we didn't. So, I mean, it doesn't really – affect our season too much we already are i mean as y'all know going to the military bowl now we were already bowl eligible so um we wish we could have gave him a better shot but i mean we can't dwell on it now he's got to get ready for the bowl game well that's something east carolina hasn't been able to do in a long time so uh, a lot of pirate fans excited about the opportunity for postseason of course it extends the season for you guys you get to practice in december and the cat's out of the bag as far as military bowl still up in the air is the opponent if you had your choice it is going to be an ACC opponent, Holden. Uh, who would you like to match up against? 
I'd like to play Virginia Tech um, personally, just because I haven't had the opportunity since I've been here to play them. Um, you know, I used to, you know, grow up watching the the ECU Virginia Tech games. So I mean, I think it'd be cool. I think their fans would travel good. I know our fans are going to travel good. So I think that'd be a pretty fun matchup. And then uh, holding a lot of folks uh, wondering about your future. I know you've talked about that uh, last couple weeks. I noticed you did not uh, run out with the seniors on the field to be recognized for Senior Day. You had considered doing that. Uh, is there any new timeline as far as a decision from you when you'll uh, make it official, whether you'll be back at East Carolina next year or uh, or not? Yeah, um, I, and there's not a official timeline of it. You know, I mean, there's still a lot of talks internally um, with with people that I'm close with and coaches and, and just kind of that. Um, you know, my inner circle is, is kind of sitting down later this week to talk about it a little bit more. But, you know, I've tried to just enjoy these last few days off that we've had and, and kind of, you know, rejuvenate for this bowl game where it's, you know, my mind and my body really. So, um, you know, later in the week we're going to sit down and, and kind of get more in-depth into it. But, you know, at this time there is no timetable really. Like I said, I would like to – to figure it out before the bowl game now whether if that's you know publicly or not um that's a whole nother discussion through that so right now um it's just talking with the people that i'm close with and my coaches and trying to figure it out um just trying to figure out you know what i'm going to do because honestly right now i have no clue and speaking of decisions uh you know it's possible down the road that uh mike houston could potentially have a decision that the coaching carousel is always moving around this time of year as you know his name's been out there for a couple different jobs but uh that doesn't mean that there's been an offer extended but uh it does seem like his name is getting mentioned which is a good sign for this program that he things are moving in the right direction if they're actually looking to talk to your coach to be hired away as i said instead of fired away that's a positive but how much of that plays into this is it important for you that uh mike houston comes back or is that not a factor no i mean it's definitely a factor i mean i think when you when you look down into it um i mean that is going to be a factor that plays a role in it i mean he knows that we've had conversations um about that between me and him and and the future of of both of us so um there's a lot of things that play a role into it that um that i'm going to have to sit down and and kind of figure out these next few days or weeks. But, you know, at the same time, it's just going to have to be a decision that, um, you know, I mean, where am I going to be the happiest? And, you know, a year from now, where am I going to want my life being? And, and just stuff like that. So there's a lot that goes into it, but that is that is a factor into it. And he's been open with me, and I've been open with him about it and kind of behind closed doors. So we've had, we've had those conversations, and just we're probably going to continue to have them. Um, until there's a, been a decision made. Holden, I asked uh, some of your teammates this uh, about the coaching carousel, Mike Houston's name being out there, and a lot of the guys uh, basically said that they don't pay any attention to it or they just kind of you know, wait to see what's fact instead of all the, the message boards and social media and all that. So how do you handle it when you, you see Mike Houston's name out there that Virginia Tech has an opening, Duke has an opening? You know, What is the chatter amongst you and the team when, uh, when this kind of stuff goes on? Yeah, I mean, it's not – I mean, kind of like you – like like the other guy said, I don't know who said it, but um, you don't know what's true and what's not. So, I mean, until you hear from the guy himself, then, I mean, you don't really – I mean, everyone was saying Lincoln Riley was going to LSU and he woke up and he's in Southern California the next day. So, um, everyone's an expert on social media. That's just the way social media is. But at the same time, um, I mean, we're with him every day. Um, he's still coaching ECU right now. He's still our head coach. And um, he hasn't told us any differently, so – Um, I mean, we're moving forward with him, and like I said, I mean, we're just getting ready for this bowl game until we're told differently. 
Holden, a uh, question on Facebook Live, and this goes back to the Cincinnati game. And the uh, the announcers on TV said that it might have something to do with Cincinnati uh, simulating the snap count or something like that, but we'll get your, your answer on it. Uh, Bob said he noticed that after plays, you were talking to the ref and pointing to the center area, and uh, they couldn't figure out what was going on. So do, do you know what Bob is talking about, and, and what was that regarding in the game? No, yeah, I was getting – pretty heated there for a little bit Avery wasn't even able to snap the ball sometimes I mean he never snaps the ball low and his his snaps were low and I I thought the nose tackle was jumping off sides and uh, at least 80 percent of the plays and we went back on film I mean he was he was hitting him before the ball was snapped so I don't I don't understand that much um but I mean we can't really control that now and just like I said just get ready for the bowl game all right, asked and answered. There you go. Holden Naylor's joining us on the Fixed NC Live line here inside the Players' Lounge. And Holden, I understand now you guys won't be returning to the practice field until, what, Thursday? So you get a little time off here. And, and man, it's a long time between now and the 27th. And this is your first time kind of going through it. DJ Ford's been to a couple of bowl games. So he said some guys have already asked him what the next month is going to be like. But uh, I guess your, your schedule at this point is to be determined as far as practice and all that goes? Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, it's my first time through it, too. That is something I met with Coach about today is just how are we going to get to be the freshest um, for the game but also mo- the most prepared we can be. So um, there's there's science into it. I mean, you got you got to practice well, but you also got to have some time off. So um, for me, personally, it's just going to be about, you know, getting the body as healthy as possible going into this game and getting as much PT in you can, as you can and also um, having a healthy balance of, of throwing and then taking some days off, too, to get the arm kind of ready for this next game or so holding as you look back now on the season as the regular season is done uh when you when you think back of the 2021 season what were, what are the highlights what are the moments for you that you'll always remember yeah for me man it's just just changing the program um seeing the the energy around this place change from where it's been the last you know three four five years now um even more longer than that but um just just spending the time with my teammates, um, celebrating those wins. I mean, that, that we had some crazy wins this year that, I mean, came down to the last second. And um, I mean, it's, it's going to be hard to forget the Memphis win, you know, getting to the bowl game and coming home to the airport. The, the Navy one as well, the Marshall one. I mean, this whole season, I mean, it's been going into it. We said we wanted to get six wins and get this place back to a bowl game and then go from there. So um, we, we accomplished that. Um I mean, this senior class has really kind of been through a lot together, um, whether it's fifth year, sixth years, or fourth year seniors. Um, I mean, we've all just kind of – we've been through a lot, but at the same time, I mean, to, to get to a bowl game and to experience that together, I mean, we're really looking forward to it. You really could do a 30 for 30 on this year, Holden. So if you get a call from me five or ten years from now, I want to do an interview about this season. Can you grant me the rights to that, please? Hey, I'll give it to you. All right, thanks, man. Uh, Joe, you has produce, a, you producing a thirty for thirty on the season? Yeah, but you never know. Down the road, ten or fifteen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe it, it turns the whole thing around. It appears as it's yeah, going that it has this season. Yeah. Uh, Joe has a question on Facebook Live, which I guess people would rather just talk about your decision for twenty minutes instead of us asking you yeah. other questions. So holding this from Joe, he says, "Is the the decision to stay or not? Is it?" you know ecu related nfl related transfer related like what everything on the table you know what are the options for you as you uh think about your decision to return or not yeah there's a lot of options 
Um, there's a lot of stuff going on internally, um, like I said, with with my inner circle um, about what is the best option moving forward. But, you know, as of right now, um, I mean, there hasn't been a decision made either way. Um, I, I, I don't think um, I would want to play for another college other than ECU. Um, just for from the career that I've had and stuff like that. But at the same time, I mean, there hasn't been a final decision made yet. Um, so I'm just going to continue to weigh my options and, and kind of see what see where it takes me these next few days and with these conversations that I'm going to have with my coaches and my family and, and kind of go from there. Well, Naylor's joining us. We do appreciate you answering those uh, questions, Holden, because they're uh, yeah. obviously your business, but we got to ask you. So we appreciate how you've handled that these last uh, few weeks. So. Anything else? Troy? No, I was just going to mention for folks, uh, you know, we've I've heard your commercial a number of times, built one broken. We've talked about that in detail uh, before the season. A lot of new, by the way, all new gear has been uh, provided and made is available at Shimmer Holton. As I know, you know, I just wanted to give you a plug, a chance to promote that, your brand built when broken, what it's all about for folks that might be tuned in for the first time. Maybe they're not familiar with it and uh, how they can get it. Yeah, so um, like you said, it's, it's online, but it's also at Shimmer Boutique um, beside Cold Stone, and I believe it's in Winterville, too. Um, we got stuff in there. We got ECU colors now, too, um, so you can wear it all Pirate Game Day stuff. But I came up with it um, as a way to say whenever you're at your lowest, you know, that's when God is building you into who you're going to become, um, and that's the motto that I've used for life, and that's the motto that a lot of people close with me have used for life, and it's kind of turned in, like you said, turned into a business now. Uh, when the NIL thing came out, you know, we turned it into something more than just a, mo- a life model. We've turned it into a company now. So um, go check it out at Shimmer. Um, there's a bunch of stuff there, even for kids as well. So just go check it out. Looks great. Uh, tons of hoodies, not just in long sleeve shirts, so cold weather gear. Uh, it's all the stuff. Our friends at University Sportswear did a great job uh, creating that stuff here locally for you, too. So uh, keep up the good work with that. It really, there's a lot of cool gear there. I've had people ask me where they could get it locally. So this is the first time it's been available locally at Shimmer Boutique in Greenville and Winterville. Uh, they might be selling it online on their website too. You can check out uh, the Shimmer website to, for more information on that. But uh, Holton, good luck, man. We'll uh, we'll stay in touch with you. Enjoy uh, the start of what will be bowl season for East Carolina here. For sure. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. All right. Thanks so much, Holton Aylers, QB one with us, part of the Pirate Radio Players Lounge. And uh, now we play the waiting game. Uh, who will the opponent be? And we got a long time before uh, that bowl game on the 27th of December. Got a lot of storylines this week. You got. We're waiting to find out who the ACC opponent will be. Obviously, uh, Holton has been upfront and honest about a decision whether he comes back to East Carolina or not. Uh, and then, you know, will Mike Houston have a decision or not? That's still technically up in the air yeah you know i know we've uh put out there i know our friends at 24 7 have been reporting on it east carolina currently working to um rework mike houston's contract give him an extension and a raise and uh my guess is probably something for perhaps the assistance but uh i know that they're in talks with that and then we will have by the way we've confirmed uh, John Gilbert, East Carolina Athletic Director, will join us in studio clip Thursday at 5 o'clock here on PRL. So we look forward to talking with him. And look, between now and Thursday, in, the, in this day and age, that's an eternity from now. Yeah. Who knows what could happen. We are in the silly season. Now and yeah. Thursday. Yeah. So the question, I could have a whole group of questions lined up for him right now, and it could be 
rip them up throw them out and have a whole new group by the time thursday rolls around yeah no doubt you know so anyway we look forward to uh talking to him and uh, once again thanks to holton class act as i've said what a great representative of east carolina university and uh on a personal note i sure hope that uh he'll be able to come back for one more year pirates with a winning season now we'll make you a winner shirley Rhodes. let's open up the booty bag here on a monday Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. All right, 317-1250. I don't need to ask Shirley what our prize is today because it's right here in front of me. It's a 12-pack of Bush Light Apple, also a large two-topping pizza from Domino's. I do need to ask Shirley what color is she looking for. Color 12. Color 12, 317-1250. You can be a winner right now. Speaking of winning, Wednesday... Mm. It's December 1st, and we're going to open up the treasure chest. You know how I love this. For the first time on Wednesday, Troy did. Yeah. I might That's have exciting. Come, I might have to come back just for that. Excitement time. Are you ready, yeah. Chad Moore? Are you ready? Is uh, Bryce going to be here Wednesday? He will. I hung out with him during the game up in... Uh, Dang. With CJ Struck in the suite. My very, neck. Very nice suite. Yes. We had a good time hanging out there. Doing some pirate radio indoors. In pirate the radio indoors for the second half. Good stuff. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, yeah, we'll talk to Bryce Wednesday. We'll open up the treasure chest for the first time on Wednesday. Opening up the booty bag right now. We'll have our winner, CJ Johnson, also gonna join us when we return after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Uh, Save lives, be a hero, and make $700 your very first month donating plasma at Griffles Biomat USA. It's the easiest way to make extra money. You can start now at Biomat USA on 505 South Memorial Drive. Make up to $700 a month, and you can save lives now at Griffles Biomat USA. A better donor experience and better pay. And congratulations to a guy who still owes us a ride, Redbeard. Oh, who is our big uh, free beer Monday winner today? Oh, saw Redbeard at the tailgate. Congrats to Redbeard. Yeah, one of our favorites. He is a P1 listener. For a, sure. One of our favorites and least favorites at all the same time. Yeah, he's a, he's an interesting fellow. He is. Uh, Kenny on Facebook Live says, "Are we doing forty bowls in fourteen days?" Oh, I had year? a lot of people ask me about that. Is it forty bowls though? There's uh, forty-one or two. I don't know. Mm, kind of forty-two bowls in fourteen. Days. So, um, yeah, I don't know how many. Have to run the numbers on that this year, but we should know the bowl games by this weekend, right? Sunday, I guess. Yeah. So next Monday we will start forty bowls in fourteen days, where uh, we'll have every bowl game. And every time we have a guest on, I will have them pick a random bowl game. We'll break it down. I love that segment. So we will be doing that. Yeah. The jingle is very catchy, too. Yeah, but I don't know if we'll be able to play the full jingle this year. Oh. With rights. Well, but I'll, I'll come up. acapella. Like, do you just sing? Acapella? <laughs> that, too. Acapella. 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 Uh, yeah. We'll, we'll have it We'll have it uh, this oh, year. We'll start it next week. Year? 
Nah, last it was COVID year was a year. weird, it was a weird year. Yeah. You know, everything got messed up last year, Chandler. But I've been back in the lab, and I'm ready to go for this year. Sweet. All right, uh, CJ Johnson on his way. He's going to come in studio. So we're going to visit with him in studio in uh, just a few minutes. He just messaged me that he is en route. So uh, he'll join us momentarily. Did you see uh, a lot of buzz yesterday about Lincoln Riley? Wow. And I, you know, I started Why? thinking about this. It's hard to believe. It was just a few. I mean, it wasn't that long ago. I was just sitting talking to Lincoln Riley like I'm talking to you guys. And now this guy people. is, you know, perhaps could end up being the highest paid coach in college football. I mean, it is amazing. Here he comes, CJ John. Have a seat, man. Just in time to hear how much money Lincoln Riley's going to make. <laughs> Good to see you. Yeah, you Welcome too. aboard. Uh, so this is uh, this comes from a guy Robert Hefner who builds himself as a Sooner insider. So he did say that this is these are the details, but he has not confirmed. <laughs> Whatever so, that means. Yeah. So w- this is not confirmed, but if these details are right, how about this? That he got a hundred and ten million dollar deal to coach USC. Uh, USC agreed. Now, I had heard he had a home in Norman, but he was building a new home. So he was building like this massive estate in Norman, Oklahoma. They're agreeing to buy both his homes uh, in Norman for $500,000 over asking price, which would be, basically be like a million dollar bonus to him. So huh. they're going to buy the homes for more than what he would sell wow. them for. Um, they're also going to buy him a $6 million home in LA, allegedly. And have unlimited use of a private jet 24-7 for his family. Mm. I mean, that's a pretty damn sweet that's deal right uh, there. That's sweet. So you don't have to worry about selling your house. And by the way, we already got a mansion waiting for you, probably on the beach. And your family can have a private jet. Can we get Ellerby on the <laughs> line? I want to hear him uh, rant and, about and, this. <laughs> oh, by the way, we're going to give you a $110 million, who knows, possibly guaranteed contract. His press conference is coming up today at 6 o'clock Eastern Time. CJ, when uh, you're done being a player, you need to be a football coach, oh, it man. appears. Get <laughs> money like that. <laughs> the private jet. That's not and bad. Houses. Yeah, yeah not, not bad at all. Man. CJ Johnson joining us here in the Pirate Radio Studios. Uh, how you doing, man? Oh, I'm doing good. Good to see you. Now, you, uh, a lot of questions in the second half of that game. You uh, were banged up, I guess, in the Cincinnati yeah, game. What happened? They uh, they thought that I cracked my fibula, but um, x-rays came back negative. So, uh, it's just a deep bone bruise. So All right, Cautionary like, type thing? Yeah. Trivia question. You guys know where the fibula is? It's uh, somewhere in the lower half of your body. <laughs> I was going to say uh, fibula. Is that the thigh muscle shin i mean shin yeah, i was gonna yeah. go shin or thigh bone okay yeah it's like it's, it's just right on the uh right on the, the outside all right so you learned something here too. there you go it's educational for the kids cj's <laughs> probably tired of hearing about all the body parts that he's banged up this year oh man uh how about that that game on uh friday cj first of all what was it like walking into daddy ficklin stadium with the purple gold chant all that going on oh man it was amazing just uh having the fan base that we used to have many many years ago like just just hearing them and uh being a part of pirate nation i will say that the purple gold chant right before kickoff was one of the loudest i've heard in years and i know that it wasn't you know completely sold out but man it was it sounded like it oh man and then with it with it being a game over to break too with like with the student body not being there as much yeah. like i think like the locals definitely stepped it up and brung brung some noise no doubt about it. C.J. Johnson joining us. So, C.J., kind of a, 
a weird deal. It's like a, uh, when a baseball team loses a game, but they clinch a playoff spot. So you lose to Cincinnati, but shortly after you find out you're going to the military bowl. So you can reflect back on a very, uh, very good season, a winning season. What was that news like? You knew you were going to a bowl, but when you heard what bowl it was going to be, oh, it was, it was. You should have seen the, you should have seen the meeting room. It was electric. Like uh, he, he kind of, he kind of presented it in a way like that. He was, he was talking about the game that we just played. Boys, kind of down a little bit, like because nobody likes like nobody likes losing. And then, um, and then he kind of like he sprung it on us, like, boom! This 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 is the bowl we're going to, and we're like, like that's that. It's just wild, like because you don't get not every year do you get to play in a bowl game. Yeah, and, and that was uh, Sunday morning. You're talking about yes, John Sunday Gilbert, morning. I guess breaking the news. They yeah, did? yeah, okay. yes, yeah. that athletic director. And we got a ways to go, the 27th of December. So a lot of, I guess, practicing, meeting, and some fun stuff thrown in there too, CJ. But I understand you guys are uh, off the beginning of this week. Won't get back at it till Thursday. So for you, uh, a chance to heal and, oh, yeah. uh, and you know, a lot of a lot of time between now and that game coming up. <laughs> oh, yeah. Whether I was healed or not, I'm playing in that game. But <laughs> We talked to Holton earlier. Uh, obviously, you know, he's got a big decision to make, whether he comes back or not. You guys have been very close since your high school days, uh, and I see you interact on the sidelines quite often obviously in the games too um you know what how much talk do you have with him about uh next year i don't i don't i don't talk to him about it just simply because he knows that no matter what decision he makes i'm gonna support him either way fair enough there you go that's good and cj i hate to even bring this up but it's the reality of college sports right now the the coaching carousel, Mike Houston's name is out there. There's also the transfer portal. So you almost have to talk to guys every year and say, are you back in next year? So yeah. we'll ask you, are you going to be in East Carolina Pirate next yeah, I'm, year? I'm going to be in North Carolina next year. <laughs> You're going to be in North Carolina next year. That would be in Greenville. Okay, I Greenville. I'm going to be in Greenville. Right. Are you, oh, let me clarify this. Are you playing for East Carolina University? Next <laughs> yes, I am. All right. Was, all right. The first saying. answer was this. Uh, there's yeah. been a lot of smoke screens lately. Like, <laughs> Raleigh, yeah, I'm not going to be at LSU. Smoke yeah, screen. They never true. saw it coming. Which was right. correct. It wasn't but it's one of those things and it's it feels like you guys are building something so special uh, you want i'm sure everybody to be back on board next oh year. man i would i would love for everybody back on board but like you said people got to make decisions to better themselves people yeah. got to make decisions to feed their family so i, I just feel like if, if everybody could come back that's able to come back for one more year if holden's able to come back and coach houston hopefully for one at least one more year man and and the, as many players as we would have returning I think next year could be an unbelievable breakout year for this program. Just, just if they from, could, if it could align, and if everybody could come back for at least one more year. Just from what we built in the locker room, from the culture to everything, and then you have the new people coming in that hop on to the culture. I think that if everybody came back, it's going to be a truly special year next year. talked about this earlier uh, in the show, Troy D. So East Carolina finishes tied for third in the AAC. Cincinnati will probably be number one preseason next year, even if Luke Fickle does decide to leave. You think so? I would think, say so. I, I still think there's such bias against them being non-Power 5 that they'll make it number two. Hold on. Number one in the AAC. Oh, oh yeah. I'm sorry. I think it's about overall. In well, the conference next year. All right. I agree with you. <laughs> okay. Uh, Houston, probably number two after what they did this year. But East Carolina will likely be, you know, with, if Mike Houston returns, Holton, CJ, all these guys back on board, they're going to be, I would think, picked third in the American next year. Very possible. And what yeah. about that, Rod? Now, that's just a preseason poll. It doesn't mean yeah, anything. Right. Cincinnati won't be in the AAC next year. 
Well, it I depends know, or, on when they leave. I gotcha. think they're they're still going to be in. I think next they got year, one more year. I believe. Oh, okay. Yeah. Now, if you're right about that, if Cincinnati and Houston are gone, East Carolina will be picked first yeah. in the American. Could be the top dog, baby. And again, preseason poll doesn't matter. But look at the previous preseason polls where East Carolina's been ninth, tenth, eleventh at the back. I mean, it just shows you the leap that you guys were able to take this year. Yeah. Oh man, and I and just just watching it happen and just just being that class that set that standard to change the culture uh 2019 when coach houston came in when we all came in we made it our mission to build a culture a winning culture and that's what we did ask holton earlier uh we're gonna play an acc opponent uh hasn't been determined while we talk here live right now but if you could choose the acc opponent within reason who who would you like to Virginia tech no doubt Right, that's what he said. Virginia Tech, no doubt. I feel like I feel like if we put, if we were to play Virginia Tech, it would bring it would bring a big fan base, not only the fan base, but I think it would be a good matchup too. Yeah, and they're expecting a big crowd there in Annapolis. I know a lot of Pirate fans are excited to get up there. I uh, saw this tweet from Trip Weaver, uh, CJ, on the 25th. So leading into the Friday game, he said, "Letting the seniors talk to the team is the best tradition in college football. You can't fake heart, passion, or love of the game and program." And he said, "Tonight, those men." portrayed at all so uh what was that like hearing those upperclassmen talk? oh man it was it was both it was both exciting it was it was sad it was like it was just it was full of emotion like you could you could most definitely tell that each and every person that went up there and talked they meant every word that they said and that they truly they they truly bought into the team does it give you a responsibility to take what they've kind of laid the foundation and and build it up even higher oh yes i I take i take full responsibility that just because uh with me being a senior next year um i i'm gonna get the younger people that are coming in to follow the same culture that we did and then the younger people that we have now to continue to follow the culture when what was it the friday night before the game or the i guess the thursday night technically before the game the night before the game yes it was thursday night right after our um it was right before we went uh went up to our rooms so i think it was rajay and dj said uh audi had a long one a long speech but i mean yeah it was long but like (laughs) a couple of things that he talked about was he's he told everybody he said everybody stand up if you transferred in he had them sit down. He said, stand up if you've uh, missed the whole season of an injury. And he just went down all these boxes wow. that he, like, that obstacles that he he has been through. And, I mean, he's he's missed the whole season for medical redshirt. He's, uh, he's transferred to a new school. He's, like, it's just, like, all these things that he checked off. And it's just amazing to see how he overcomes all of those obstacles and is the man that he is today. That's awesome. East Carolina headed to the Military Bowl, awaiting the opponents. CJ wants to see Virginia Tech there. Looks like that's where the, the tea leaves are trending, Troy D, potentially, but still could be Virginia, I guess North Carolina, BC, some other opponents. We'll find out on Sunday uh, who East Carolina will be playing in that bowl game. So yeah, I mean, do I guess... We, do we like, know why that is? Like, why did we get picked so early and then... I, well, like, there is a pecking order. They, I guess they want to see what happens with the ACC championship, Wake Forest and Pitt, and then they'll just start picking teams kind of gotcha. in order. It's like a domino effect after yeah, that. Gotcha. So, Now, why East Carolina got picked so early, 
I think a lot of that is the military bowl wanted East Carolina. Yeah. Because we just saw Memphis Troy D are the lucky ones to get to head out to Hawaii. Yeah. But uh, the military bowl could have selected them. I think they chose East Carolina because they know that the Pirates are going to bring a lot of fans with Well, them. I think they probably looked at it as, hey, this is a team that hadn't been in a bowl game in a long time. They've been last time they were here, which was, what, close to a decade 22. ago. Uh, had a great showing. I was at that bowl. That was back in R- the when they played in RFK. Yeah. Um, and uh, they probably look at the bowls at the end of the day it is a money-making venture and uh, steve beck who was on the executive director was on brian bailey if you're listening to us live he'll be on uh at six o'clock tonight on pirate ready if you missed it it's archived online but uh look they're in the business to sell tickets too and the more fans that come the more concessions the more apparel all that's it all trickles down so yeah, I mean, it's a good choice for them. I get it. It's nice to be wanted, right, CJ? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and they uh, they want the purple and gold there coming up. In Annapolis, you already played at that stadium, so you're going to be used to that. But there's a lot of stuff that is going to be happening for the first time for you. All the, the bowl festivities, and they said you're going to be staying in a hotel two blocks from the White House. The cap- so yeah, it's the Capitol Hill. You got yeah. a lot of uh, a lot of cool stuff ahead of you, and a swag bag. I was going over some of oh, the... Oh, yeah, uh, what's in the swag bag this year? I, it is not out yet, so I don't know, but I we were looking at years no, past i'm ready to see what that is six years ago they gave away xbox ones i oh, believe man. along with so Jeez. you're gonna get probably the newest technology Jeez. some clothes it's gonna be cool yeah. uh, maybe to, they've stepped it up to like an apple watch nowadays or something that's I better than an xbox one i don't know which costs more i don't know xbox one i don't know how much is an apple watch I don't know, but what do you want to watch for? Well, I'm trying I to got, think what would I be actually, more valuable. I actually got my third generation Apple Watch for $75. Is it that cheap? Well, CJ knows a guy. <laughs> <laughs> I know a couple of Facebook groups, too. They, they give them out for the very low prices. I don't know if that's market price. <laughs> uh, good deal. Good deal. Uh, nah, so, uh, nah, it's uh, like I said, and DJ, I guess, has been to a couple of bowls. He might be the only guy on the roster, unless Audie was in one uh at ucla before he got here but i don't I, he hasn't if you got any questions uh it, yeah. refer to dj ford yeah. he's the only guy that's been <laughs> yeah. to a bowl game that's yeah. crazy right on the whole roster so anyway anything else troy did no just good luck to you man and uh, i guess y'all have um, did we figure out how many bowl is it 15 or 21 practices they get it's 21 21 that's yeah. what, okay so 21 practices i guess they could use them how they want to use yeah, them, but everyone gonna, gets the same amount of time. Coach Houston told us that he was going to give um, after final exams. He's going to give us like uh, he's going to give us a couple of days off for uh, everybody to go home visit their families for Christmas. Since we were since we were all we, all going to be together for Christmas this year. That's good. That's good. It seems like that, and it's nice that they've given you a little bit of break here too. Yes, sir. The first part of the week, so you guys have earned it and uh, deserve it. So good luck with the uh, bowl season prep, and we'll definitely catch up with you again before uh, kickoff. Yes, sir. Thanks, CJ. Thank CJ you. Johnson joining us. Let's take another time out. We'll come back. Uh, banner weekend for the News and Observer, Troy D. Well, let's talk well, about that. What about WRAL? Oh, so it was both of them. I thought it was the same outlet. You're right. Uh, they both had mistakes. Uh, we, we should say for the Raleigh media. Yeah, Raleigh media yeah. had a banner weekend. Yeah, both of them ought to be ashamed of themselves. Well, uh, we'll talk about that and more when we return after this.
You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Orthopedics East and Sports Medicine Center of Greenville's new extended care clinic is open Saturdays and Sundays from 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. so you can avoid the emergency department for any urgent orthopedics care. For more information, call 757-2663 or visit orthoeast.com. Orthopedics East, providing services to Eastern North Carolina and the Pirate Nation for more than 35 years. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Brock. All right. Uh, boy, the coaching carousel, hot and heavy. Washington has named their next head coach, Kalen DeBoer, uh, who was the coach of Fresno State. And honestly, I've never said his name, so I don't wow. know if I just said it correctly. I hate to admit this. Never heard of him. Kalen DeBoer, me neither. Uh, I didn't either. Yeah. Uh, Fresno State had a good year. LSU is now being reported that they are targeting Brian Kelly. And well, they did have a. I thought their interim coach was a power move. Bob Stoops coming back to coach them in the bowl game. Coach, Oklahoma. I'm sorry. Who were you just talking about? LSU. Oh, I'm sorry. I, you said LSU, and I'm thinking OU. Is Bob Stoops My, really coming back? I didn't uh, see that. Bob Stoops is they he, named he is as their coach inter- in the bowl. interim uh, coach for the Oklahoma That's Sooners. That's very weird. Which I thought was a great move for them to coach the bowl game. Who do we used to always talk about? And, and I wouldn't be surprised if Bob Stoops doesn't become the coach again. They remove the interim tag. What was Bob Stoops doing before? Was he in the administration? He, he was the head coach. Not well. He's no. been on uh, Fox College Football. Yeah. He's, okay. I, I was mean, thinking he was he in some kind of role admit in the administration at Oklahoma, but well, I mean, he's the one not. that brought Lincoln over as their head coach. Yeah, he, I know that. I I'm know just saying that. this would be a great move for them to go back to him. I think he maybe misses it a little bit. Was it um, John Thompson we used to always talk about? Was he the one that was named interim coach in bowl games and would win? Or was it somebody Ruffin else? Ruffin McNeil won with Texas Tech before he came. Yeah. There was a coach that we said should be a full-time interim coach, just goes around to different places and coaches bowl games and picks up Ws. Uh, but Brian Kelly... You know, how attractive is uh, LSU compared to Notre Dame? Well, you know, what what job? what's the better job, well, Troy I, Dave? I mean, if they double your pay, you know, there's that. Does LSU have more money, that than, much Notre Dame? More money than Notre Dame? I would say so. Yeah. I bet you they do. So uh, that that would be fascinating because that would open up another series. Well, of now, look, you got Coach O that's out there. Yeah. But, at Orgeron. Who, yeah. Who, by the way, I don't think these guys don't sit on the sidelines forever, Clip. He, you know, he didn't have. It wasn't like he ran the program in the ground, and technically he wasn't he fired. He kind of just ran it off the road. Yeah, but they had a mutual agreement. You know, I'm just saying. I bet. Don't be surprised to see his name pop up against, and even if it's not this year, maybe a year later. I don't know how wanted he is by by these bigger schools. No, no, I didn't say a bigger school. But he could be back in the coaching oh, business. coaching like at Louisiana Monroe or well, something? Well, or if there was ever an opening here at East Carolina, would you want to talk to Ed Orgeron if he was available? Yeah, I guess. you got to at least talk to him. Yeah. If he was interested. But... I'm just saying that's a big if, if, you know, if there was ever an opening. I'm not saying there is, but if there ever is one. I think he's more almost like, like a Ruffin McNeil type where he's more of a figurehead than an X's and O's guy. Like he's your. I would just motivator. love the, I, the press conferences would be worth every penny. Yeah. I'd just love to hear the guy talk. Go Pirates! Well, that wouldn't that get old Go after Pirates. three weeks? 
No, Clip, not if we're winning. It would, not if we're winning. That it is would true. it would never get old if we're winning. Yeah. That was great though. I was um you know, watching the post game with him and the the whoever the guy was interviewing him said Coach, let's hear it one more Go time. Go Tigers. Go Tigers. With the biggest smile on his yeah. face, he said, I'm out of here. I'll <laughs> take my money and go. Go Pirates. A lot of people are asking about this future Skip Holtz. They've parted ways at Louisiana Tech. I don't know hey, the he's details He's going to come here. That. We're going to fire Mike Houston, I, and we're going to hire <laughs> Skip Holtz. I, I feel, did you hear that fifth quarter call the other uh, I did. Yeah. I, and I feel like, I don't know, I feel like Skip's best days may be behind him. I, how much gas does he have left in the tank? Yeah, and, and Jeff Charles said that his, uh, his wife had been dealing with a health issue, too. Yeah. So it, this could be a good time for him to step away. And go to Florida. Look, it could be the next Lou. Now, I don't think he's got that personality, but a lot of people know Lou Holtz from being on ESPN and I not think, being a coach. I don't know if he'd be at that level. I think he's good enough to be on a broadcast booth. He's, he's for, very personable. For college football as far as games and stuff. Absolutely. He knows the game. He's personable. He's a good talker. I think he'd be great in broadcasting. Um, Scott points out Bob Stoops was the coach of the Dallas Renegades. That is true. <laughs> that is, in the uh, what XFL? Was it? XFL or, or AFL? Yeah, one of those leagues that fell apart. Yeah. Well, they both fell apart. There was the XFL League and the what was AFL, the, uh, the AAF, Troy. My A-A-F. favorite. AAF. Alliance. Yeah, the Our own Bryce Williams played in the AAF. True. Kinda. Uh, sort that's of. right. He was a coach in that. They yeah. had a lot of famous coaches in there, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Uh, Singletary, was he involved yes. in that? Yep. Yeah, they had a lot of big names. Yeah. Oh, Ball Coach was the coach. Yes. Furrier yes. was one. Yes. That, I, I gotta tell you, the I coaches were better that. than the players in that league. The USFL is making a comeback to the delight of no one. So uh, I guess that'll start up. I don't even know when that starts, but anyway. I'm just saying, I bet you will see Ed Orgeron back on the sidelines. So okay. Like, All right. Yeah, you heard it here first. That's bold statement today. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but for who, first. though? Do you, I mean, and not It doesn't Carolina. matter. He's I, back on the sidelines. He'll be back with someone. Okay can't run every possible scenario chandler there's a thousand different dominoes that can fall between now and then you heard it here first ed orgeron football coach yes. will coach football again. yes right. and you're not saying a specific no. you're saying a head coach He's keeping it as assistant. general as possible he'll okay. be back coaching football again all right good lord all right so if he coaches his grandson's <laughs> little league team he's level. coaching football again well hold on I just saw Harold Varner tweeted that <laughs> seven minutes ago. Harold Varner, oh. quit copying my tweets. Get your own. I saw him in the RV, by the way. He looked like Clark Griswold rolling up. He passed our uh, tailgate spot. So he got video of it. When it, I was like, that must you mean be Cousin him. Eddie? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, technically you're right. It was Cousin Technically Eddie. you're right. Yeah. <laughs> Technically. He was going to Clark Griswold's house. Yes. Uh, Daddy Ficklin Stadium was Clark Griswold's house in <laughs> yes. this scenario. That's right. And they had the lights on all across yeah. the outside. Technically. <laughs> all right. Uh, we got to get another break in. Let's yeah. come back. Right, and uh, if we have time, we'll get to our bashing of the Raleigh media. Yes, they're terrible. They had and, a and I haven't, listen, I haven't had one rant this show, and I feel good about it. You guys can rant all you want. I'm not ranting today. I join the party, Troy. We're just not going to have a rant today, all right? Low-key Troy D here. How many rants are you going to have today? None. Zero. 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 All right. Violence! Back with you after this.
are listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Taking a quick look at your stock market report. The Dow was up 236 points. It closed at 35,135. NASDAQ was ahead 29 at 15,782 and the S&P was up 60 at 4,655. That's your Wells Fargo Advisors financial report for a personal look into investing. Call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors LLC member SIPC. Now back to PRL. Here's Cliff. All right. Thank you, Shirley Rhodes. Chandler Honeycutt, Troy D here on a Monday edition of PRL. Troy, uh, great weekend of football, rough weekend of football reporting for our friends in the Triangle. So, first of all, it happened on Friday night when, boy, North Carolina absolutely blew it against NC State. NC State scored unbelievable uh, two touchdowns at the end of that game to win. It got an onside kick, too. And I guess the News and Observer got a little ahead of their skis on the they they got the story right, but they forgot to edit their headline. Right, and it said you know North Carolina outlast NC State, yeah. which was false. Yeah, and then Igo did that as a joke one day. Said the good thing he meant to show what could have been. People took it the wrong. They way. had his he had a story right. done, but, had but, to change it. Right, but he just put it out there. So this is what it could have been. News Observer actually put it out there. Correct. And yeah. then RAL says we're going to one up you. RAL says ECU to represent the ACC in the military bowl and if that's not bad enough that they didn't get the wrong conference the picture they put was a blake kemp throwing the ball in a nike uniform which is easily like six years old well he played in 2015 so that was uh ruffin mcneil and blake kemp and the pirates yeah i mean just how lazy and sloppy is the raleigh media gotten uh, does that mean we're going to play an American team? So who are we playing? Yeah. Like Memphis? We got uh, a promotion. A rematch with Cincinnati? Maybe they're up? on to something. <laughs> something we don't know. Yeah. Could be. All right, Troy. Enjoyed it, man. Good seeing you. Be back uh, Thursday with John Gilbert, ECU Athletic Director. Thursday, uh, 5 o'clock, John Gilbert will join us here on the show. We will keep you up to date. Follow our social media for all the latest in the wild of coaching carousel, transfer portal, all that stuff. Uh, we'll got, we got you covered here at Pirate Radio. We will see you Tuesday, 3 o'clock, on an all-new edition of Pirate Radio Live. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.